crying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to cry with this. It's 1972 and I'm crying because I'm not listening to Delilah's Dead. Wait, okay. That was Delilah's a, Dead? So when. Because <laughs> I'm not at Delilah's Dead. Because I'm not at Delilah's Dead. <laughs> That's where you were. Every time. Local strip club. Every time I drove by that as a little kid, I thought that was like where she did her radio Delilah. show. Wow, that's amazing! Whoa, it looks Sheesh. like a radio station. No windows. Yeah, yeah. it does. People are definitely. Parked I really there thought at noon it was that day. Delilah. Like Delilah, yeah. come to my den tonight. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously she didn't say that, but I really thought it was that place. What a little idiot you were! <laughs> yeah, I knew what was going down. No one were, even had to tell me. I just were sensed there. it. I know. I just sensed yeah, it. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave grew up there. Dave grew, I grew up, up there. there. You grew up in the green room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's Board Bills, 1973. We just got done with 1972 last year, and so now we're here in the new year. That's what I'm thinking about Delilah, like Samson and... Is it Samson and Delilah? Samson and Delilah. So he, she cut the hair of Samson and took all his power, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was impotent? Or he just was like I think weak? that was the metaphor, right? So if you cut someone's pubic hair off, they become impotent. <laughs> is, that, is that the... Like, Wait, uh, I need to introduce our guest <laughs> so he can answer. Okay. Returning champion, <laughs> formerly of 1991. 90, known as 90. Oh, 90, 90 I'm sorry. His, birth, his birth year, that's his birthright. That's right. Yes. Uh, Mr. Joe McAveggie. What's up, guys? What's up? Returning. Welcome, welcome back, Joe. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you so much for What Delilah back. were you so thinking of? Delilah... In the Bible, right? It's a, it's it's a Bible, Bible tale. Yeah. It's a Bible I just tale. don't, I just don't know exactly what the metaphor is, but yeah, he's like the strongest guy in the world. Then he gets a haircut. It's in like a Regina Spector song as well. Yes, Samson. Oh. Samson, I love yeah. that song. And then he like loses his power, so I guess people can kill him. I don't really. Yeah, know. he he's he yeah. he's supposed to. He's like chained up to uh, a temple, and he's supposed to push the walls down, and he can't because she chopped off his hair. Could have been Bathsheba's bathhouse. It could have been something else from the Bible. <laughs> Delilah's, Delilah's Den. I wonder if that's like actually a. Uh, there's a reason for that. They're very religious. Yeah. It's kind of like, it is kind of female empowerment. Yeah. And they bit. do, they take your, you know, you take your money away from you. So it's kind <laughs> of like a measurable form of power. Yeah. Oh, is it a sexy barbershop? It could be that. Oh, yeah, that should cut be. Cut your hair, but there's like also that. like other things involved. Anyway, we, we're so into Del- Delilah. We're so into Delilah. We are. Mary Magdalene's Magnums. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Um, <laughs> So we are the board bills. We are the board bills. And we're so bored that we're talking about the Bible. It's Danny here. The most boring book. It's Branny here. Dave Cologne. Bored out of my fucking mind. (laughs) So bored. Yeah, so we're going to be doing 1973, the number one hits of 1973. Hot 100 ass chart. Hot 100 ass chart. We're so predictable. All these songs have hit number one. (laughs) We're going to tell you what they are. We're going to tell you how long they were there. We're going to tell you... Uh, all the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna read every lyric. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna just make a, a little bit of commentary here and there. Uh, not a lot of facts this time around, I think. Right? Do yeah. you guys have facts? I think the uh, facts have gone like. Oh, just information about each yeah. song. Yeah, who cares? It's too long. It's too long. Maybe draw some stuff. I have <laughs> some. I have some takes from my mom. Um, Ooh, mom takes. Oh, yeah. I have Renee's uh, Roundup Corner. Oh, I love it. That's great. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we that was me and Mrs. Jones by uh, Billy, Billy Idol. What is it? Billy, Billy Bald- Paul. Billy Baldwin. Is this this may be only the first or second time that the song didn't carry over? Yeah. Into the next year, it hasn't happened very Not often. Not good enough. Yeah. So sorry. 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 So actually, this is kind of cool because usually the first song we play we don't talk about, so we're going to be able to. 
<laughs> well, no, because we played Mrs. me and Mrs. Jones first. You're right. Damn it. <laughs> Talked about Delilah's den over it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny because it's a song about infidelity. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of perfect. It feels right. I didn't think it made any sense, but it made perfect sense. It made a it lot of sense. Perfect sense. Brendan's always coming from perfect sense. Listen, even if it's subliminal. Son of a gun. It's primus. Yeah, it's very primus. <laughs> That's, That's my first thought as well. <laughs> That's like where you do the finger tapping on the neck of the bass. <laughs> My name is Mud. Oh, yeah. It's like a whisper version. (laughs) By the way, for knowing this song so well, I never knew this intro. Yeah, Yeah. I I always didn't know that. They skip it on the radio station, probably. Wait a second. It's like one of the most unique intros I've ever heard, and I've never heard it. (laughs) I guess the radio might not play it. Yeah, they probably don't. Or it's too quiet for for that bandwidth. Yeah. (laughs) You're so vain, Carly Simon, three weeks at number one, January. And if you don't think of either Kate Hudson or Cameron Diaz, you got it wrong, right? Isn't this in that the trailer for that movie? And Cameron Diaz is like, she John's partner. I can't see it. I don't know. But I, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't think of that movies. at all. Wow. <laughs> I think of this song that's really good. I think of the better no, version by Janet. <laughs> well, yeah, that, there's a version by Janet. Yeah. Where they sample the intro, the baseline, and it's right. called "Son of a Gun." And Carly Simon's that. on it. Carly Simon raps with her. Really? This is no. It's not a joke. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, Dave, do you think the song is about you? It's not. <laughs> really cool uh, lyrically, though. Very, very yeah, great idea. Very detailed, eloquent, put-down song. Yeah. Like, very organized. She's prepared. She's got receipts, as we would say yeah. nowadays. Right. <laughs> yeah. Red uh, receipts turned on. Just yeah. saying, what do you see when you hear this song? I just see Warren Beatty's face. Yeah. What do you see? Like, who do you, you know the story? Like, everyone thinks it's about someone famous, oh, and people right. argue over who it could be. Every verse is about a different guy. I like right? that idea. Apparently, mm. I don't know. I but guess I only think of either Cameron Diaz or Kate Hudson. Really? I think of Warren Beatty and Mick Jagger. <laughs> Me too. I think about Mick Jagger. He's and a, there's his voice. Yep. You like the Jagger uh, harmony, Danny? Yes. Yeah. I it actually, he's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's cool as a backing singer. Yeah. It's always a nice little surprise you hear him come in. Like, oh. Hey, Mick. It's a bonus. Right. You get your daily stowns. Dowsage. Yeah. <laughs> stowns. You get your daily stowns dowsage. Stowns. Do you think that he was oversaturated at this point, or is it not until, like, Dancing in the Streets later on? <laughs> like the Jagger set, because this is not too oversaturated. No, it's actually so, such a good touch, because his voice is honestly so recognizable. It, this is a good layer. I don't know. It just works so well with this in song. In this context, it's yeah. very cool and unique. <laughs> I like it. Is he, is he from like the South? I don't know, but I was going to say, I <laughs> love how they're like, she's leaning into that too. Like, yeah. you're so vain. How did he start singing like that? They started hanging out at Muscle Shoals to record the album that was the first one that had those country songs. Right. I'm not a Stones head, so I can't name it off. I think the top it's of my um, Sticky Fingers or, uh, yeah. no, Let It. No, I think it's Sticky, fingers. It, sticky and, fingers. And there's yeah. a couple country songs, and they really lean into that. But you know who oh. also does that? Elton John. Yeah, that's true. It's a British fake twang. Yeah. It was really big at this time. Yeah, I love I love her voice. It's a cool voice. Love her voice. Um, I, I, I always associate that 70s like, kind of non-vibrato flat tone with her. And a lot of huh. people like emulated that. I, lo- I love it. It's just so, it just reminds me of the 70s all the time. So I was watching that movie Bohemian Rhapsody. And they were saying, oh, Freddie Mercury, his teeth are crazy, but his teeth made him sing so well or something because he had like, extra incisors. Well, he was convinced. That, I don't know if that... That's what they say in the movie. It could be a lie. No, the, the entire movie's a lie. <laughs> yeah, well, No, I mean, it's been, it's been proven. They made up a narrative. Yeah, the band was actually called King. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway, what I'm going to say is that she has, like, very distinct teeth, too, and I think she has a distinct voice, and I wonder if her teeth 
have anything to do with her voice. Why don't you take yours out and see what happens? I don't want to ruin my voice. <laughs> it, it might help the instrument because, I mean, the inside of your mouth is like the chamber of yeah. the instrument. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? It's a good theory, but yeah. I don't think you can prove that kind of stuff. The more fucked up a tooth, the better the voice. Austin <laughs> Powers, great singer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Legendary sings, what's great the song they sing at the end of like, the, at the end of the movie, Austin Powers sings a song. I forget what it is, but the teeth. I'm telling the you. Well, teeth. Yeah. He did well in the beginning of the third one. It's daddy, daddy wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, oh daddy God. wasn't there. Peace. That's a good voice. <laughs> All right, so uh, I got some news. <laughs> daddy, oh, that three, daddy, week, three weeks on the charts. Right. So yeah. in January, while this is happening, January eighth, British rail authorities restrict pipe major Jordan Spears, Gordon Spears, excuse me, to playing his bagpipes just one minute in every fifteen on Liverpool Street Station. London, on grounds that his playing part of a holiday campaign by the Scottish Tourist Board, interferes with station business. So they restricted him playing bagpipes to one minute every 15 minutes. This what? bagpiper in London. That falls under the category of busker's rights. <laughs> so, so he was told he could only busk one hour or once every 15 minutes? I, that's what it says, yeah. Once every one, 15 One minutes. minute every 15. That's a lot. That's too much. They should have told him. Yeah, <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds um, every 20 hours. Yes. January 9th, Mick Jagger's request for a Japanese visa Ooh. is rejected Whoa. on account of a 1969 nice drug conviction. <laughs> Putting an abrupt end to the Rolling Stones' plans to perform in Japan during their forthcoming tour. Coming. Right. January 14th, Elvis Presley's... Do you want to make a comment? No, I wasn't saying me. He's so vain. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he can go to Japan. Oh, yeah. When he has a drug charge. Hey, so vain. Fine. One point for Jagger (laughs) being the subject of the song. Yeah. Yeah, moves like Jagger. Okay, uh, Elvis Presley's Aloha from Hawaii via satellite television specials broadcast in over 40 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Grateful Dead bassist Phil Lesh is arrested for drug possession at his uh, Marin County home. Very on brand, right? Am I right? It's perfect for him. <laughs> uh, January 18th, the Rolling Stones benefit concert for Nicaraguan earthquake victims raises over $350,000. On December 22nd, 1972, an earthquake destroyed Managua, the capital of Nicaragua. January 20th, 1973, Mike Curb serves as Master of Ceremonies and Chairman of the Nixon Youth Inaugural Concert in Washington, D.C. Oh, God. Wait, is Mike Curb? Is that from the... Your Enthusiasm. No, from the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. song, Mike Curb Con- Congregation. Is that what it was called? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just the same guy? I don't know. The event's performers included Solomon Burke, Tommy Rowe, Jimmy Osmond, Ray Stevens. Ray Yikes. Stevens. <laughs> oh, God. Let's wait one more year. Look Great. at that. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Uh, that's a precog. It's called a precog. That's a precog. <laughs> uh, the Silvers, Don Costa Orchestra, Lori Lee Schaefer, the Mike Curb Congregation, and uh, the Mob, um, it says in parentheses, Chicago Band, because it's like Wikipedia. You know Wikipedia has to like define what something is? Yeah. It says the Mob, and then parentheses, Chicago Band. Right. It's right. not the Mob, you might Yeah, disambiguation. Think. Right. And Mike Curb himself. January 21st, the Rolling You've Stones. You've been reading so long, I don't remember what this is for. You're the Rolling Stones ca- <laughs> The Rolling Stones caused a Nicaraguan earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's correct, yes. Because, sudden, because Japan wouldn't let them McJagger into the country. Because <laughs> he was so vain. All of a sudden, da- Dan just clicked on like bands from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I've just been reading bands. 
January 21st, the Rolling Stones, another band, opened their, <laughs> open their Pacific tour of Hawaii, Australia, New Zealand, and Honolulu, Hawaii. And that's it. Let's move on to this next song that Dave doesn't like. Now, that's what I call oversaturation. Stones, oh, right. Jagger. God damn. It's just Jagger, Jagger, Jagger. Okay. Jagger, little pill. Jagger, little. <laughs> Him singing uh, that Alanis album? Morissette, yeah. yeah. I didn't know this one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one week at number one, Stevie Wonder, Superstition. His, his the biggest song of his career, like most famous, would you say, most popular? Regretfully, yeah, regretfully so. I think maybe not commercially. It, it's omnipresent. That's yeah. a good. That's a good question. I wonder. Yeah, if most people when they hear yeah. Stevie Wonder, they think this. Yeah, if I you guess. had to pick the biggest, yeah. Yeah, like trademark song. Well, Whether right. it's the biggest or not, maybe it's the one. Isn't yeah, she yeah. lovely? I feel like a lot of yeah. people may know that one right. too. Or a sign seal delivered. Or ribbon in the sky or overjoyed <laughs> no or wild wild west <laughs> it's a, yeah yeah my hot take on this of this year the whole year is that this song is kind of sucks that's pretty hot it kind of sucks yeah, but you know what it's not that hot of a take anymore just because really? of how overplayed this song is I mean I disagree big time I love this song this song got know, destroyed by American Idol for me this is like one of those yeah. ones where everybody mm. sang it in their yeah. audition the riff is kind of second rate it's not that good of a riff it's boring and um, it's not scary in the least. It's not even scary. Oh, uh, it was a superstition. <laughs> yeah, is this associated like with Halloween? I think so. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't hate it. I, 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 I you should. But I'm, I, I, I am bored by it now. I love this song. You uh, love it still? Yeah. Joe, you, do you love it? As a song itself, it? I, I don't know if I love it anymore as a recording, but like as a song, like as a yes. piece of American pop culture. I think it's like really important. It's an important I think, song. Because like what I will say about it is this sounds like the seventies to me. That is this true. This is nineteen this isn't late sixties to me. This no, is seventies. No, and yeah. that's this a good is like point. the sound. There's so much wishy washy pop in the early seventies right. that rises to number one. That this sounds like it has attitude yeah. and swagger, even if it's overplayed and very monotonous, which is what I don't like about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like that. Very even, monotonous. Yeah. So uh, something I think we're gonna talk about maybe in the future is uh, Jolene by Dolly Parton. Uh -huh. um, I think it would be good if you mentioned in the future that a lot of people cover it and are never be able to replicate it. Right. This is that a similar type of riff. Nobody can actually play this the way that it's intended. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like that riff, like people just like go bum, 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 bum. But it's yeah. like, there's a lot more nuance involved. Yeah. So it's never gonna be as cool as this. Well, that's because of clavinet, too. Like, you don't play it like an organ or a piano. Right. Like, this producer I knew when I was a teenager said, and it was really annoying when he used to say it, but he used to say, it's a clav. You got to play a clav like a clav. <laughs> you can't play a clav on an organ. You can't play it on a keyboard or a yeah. fucking synthesizer. Yeah. You got to play it on a clav like a clav. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. I do know background about this song, even though I don't like it. Jeff Beck, they were jamming. Jeff Beck and Stevie Wonder... They found out that they respected each other. They got in the studio together. Jeff Beck is on the drum set, starting to play his groove. And Steve's like, oh, I like that, like whatever. And then he starts playing this riff over it, wrote the song over Jeff Beck's drum groove. Oh. And then they agreed that they would both record the song at the same time. And then he was put out the songs at the same time. Oh. I didn't know Jeff Beck had a version of this. Wow. He does, cool. but I think there was some kind of like, I don't know, I forget what happened, but something prevented him from putting the song out at the same time. And then it was never a hit single, and he's never recognized for having anything to do with this song. Wow. That's really interesting. I never knew that. And then he mm. lost respect for Stevie after and that. And he lost, <laughs> yes. He made a lot of money off it, and he didn't. <laughs> actually, I guess he's a co-writer, so he'd make something off of every Stevie Wonder play of it, actually. So technically, he's not a co-writer, though. I don't know so why. He got fucked. <laughs> he got fucked in every yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, man. 
I think the like the first performance of this song, like on TV, it's like Stevie and the whole band are wearing outrageous outfits. That's like, what they did back then. Yeah, like really, like just a lot of colors, and it's just like they could very, get them to, to yeah. wear anything back then. <laughs> and we're in full costume era because you got back Ziggy, then, Star, yeah. Ziggy Stardust is what Davy Bowie's Davey Davey, Bowie's been Davey. doing for years. Elton John, yeah. Elton John, P Funk. They could, yeah. they could get him to wear I'll anything back then when he was blind. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get away with it now. Yeah. Now that he can start, he start, once he started seeing. Yeah. Listen, uh, I saw the clip of that mic stand getting knocked over and him catching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the conspiracy that's out there. <laughs> so good. No. So funny. Um, I think you're not giving the song enough credit. I don't think the song gets talked about enough. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, his voice uh, is uh, Great. Unreal, unreal. Great. And in this song, it's it's just another showcase for his voice. Um, Joe, really quickly, to get back to your teacher, is your teacher um, actually the guy from Spin City and Curb <laughs> Enthusiasm? What is that guy's name? Richard Kind? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is your teacher actually Richard Kind? The the producer guy I was doing the impression of? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, he lives in New York City. No. He is from Jersey, Richard oh, well, Kind. Richard well, Kind? It might be the same accent because this is a legit Jersey City, yeah. Union City accent. Yeah. Union City. Just north of Hoboken. Here we go. This is real shit. Is that real shit? I was doing that last night. I was yeah. snapping in your face. Best transition ever, by the way. Superstition to now. Let's hear a real song. Yeah, right. thank you. This I is get, this is pop music. Okay? A real keyboard song. A, re, a real <laughs> keyboard driven song. Yes. This is Elton John. Superstition was one week, by the way. This is three weeks. <laughs> crocodile Rock. February. All I gotta say is, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a big crocodile bite for this song. I'll, I'll take a bite out of it. I love this song. I go crazy and bananas for this song. Dan, speak on it. Really fun. How could oh, you, not, you like how it? Could, yeah, how could you not like yeah, this song? Of course. Yeah, I thought you didn't like it. No, this is great. Um, yeah. Futuristic rockabilly with a touch of fraggle rock. <laughs> yeah. And I love this this chorus because it's truly like raunchy glam yeah. rock guitar. Yeah. And then the the part coming up is the best. It's Muppets. Yeah. It's Fraggle Rock. What a great Idea. fun song. Yeah. Oh. Not, not anybody can pull this off though. No, this no. is very difficult yeah. to write and do right. Yeah. Do yeah. correctly. Yes. I had so I, I we posted it. I posted a picture on on Instagram under Dan and Brave when we talked about Lionel, where I had these three books that came that you could get with my a Casio keyboard because on the old Casio keyboards. If you held one note all the way on the left side of the keyboard, it would play a whole chord. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, like, if you hit two of those keys, it would make it a minor chord. And so it gave you, like, an easy guide to playing... Crocodile Rock. And so it was Elvis Presley, Lionel Richie, and Elton John. And so this one was, like, one that I always played, like, <laughs> over and over. Because it was so easy, like, to learn. Yeah. And That's awesome. And it was just such a great introduction to chords. Awesome. Love this. The Muppet Show performance is very memorable of this. Is that what it is? And that's why you're thinking Fraggle Rock, because they use some of those puppets that were in the band. Oh, yeah. Makes so much sense. They have like a chick bass player playing with them, and it looks really cool. (laughs) And he's wearing a giant peacock with the peacock feathers going around. That's right. That iconic look was from this year, this tour, that time period. That's right. As much as I love this song, my favorite bit happens during the fade out. I can't what think of it. At, yeah, what? It's just like the drums like start like oh, yeah, shuffling. Like, d- d- yeah, like they uh, flip the beats. Yeah, it's a like little it bit. goes into like a halftime triplet feel. Like it's very cool. That's the cool thing about at this era, they were recording a lot of takes of stuff. Uh-huh. In like the '60s and the '50s, it was recording quickly. Right. But the Beatles and the Stones made recording like a longer, like it down. couple months, and they had time slow to slow down the process. And that's why you hear a lot of fade outs. Yeah, because. 
they would choose a take that felt better, but maybe uh-huh. had an imperfect ending. So that's why you get a lot of fade outs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any news during this, Dan? Yeah. A little bit. I just feel like I sound a lot lower. Probably Music. you muted me. I can turn you I up. Should I should mute Danny. I hope it never comes to that. <laughs> it's trending on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, well. What can you do, right? February 14th, David Bowie collapses from exhaustion after a performance really? at New York's Madison Square Garden. And February 18th, the King Biscuit Flower Hour is first broadcast with performances by Blood, Sweat, and Tears, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, and new artist Bruce Springsteen. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Killing Me Softly with his song, Roberta Flack, Four Weeks on the Charts. Something I keep saying, she keeps showing up, keeps having killer songs, and I feel severely uh, underrepresented in culture today. Like, nobody talks about Roberta Flack enough. So we're talking about her now. You know what? Actually, when I was a young child, or maybe I was a teenager, one reference to Roberta Flack that stood with me was the, the show Stella. Okay. There's like one episode that they keep bringing up Roberta Flack. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, Michael Ian, Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black. Show Walter. Show Walter. Yeah, Dan I love Lane. that show. Yeah. yeah Michael great. Ian Flack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They like use like one phrase to describe her music, like sultry, smoothie, whatever they say, and they keep repeating that line. Interesting. And uh, it made me think of that now. Because the song's on, and she's Roberta Flack. <laughs> well, oh, I, think, okay. I think Fuji's, so that's like 90s, our childhood. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Was, it was brought back into the mainstream oh, mainstream was... by the, right. you know. Lauren Hill. Yeah. Lauren Hill. One of, I, 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 Hill. Yeah, I said this. this I One think I said time. this last year, 72, I believe. This version of the song charted again right. on the dance, the dance chart in like 94, 95. This original came back because of what the, because of the, Fugees. What the Fugees were doing. I yes. wouldn't be surprised if it had a little kick drum behind it. On the dance charts, maybe, like they did with all. Like, oh you know yeah, what I mean? like, a, oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure was it, it a remix? Like, had to be. Had to yeah. be. Yeah, it's, it's not weird a dance the way, song. It's weird the way the dance charts yeah. worked. I think it was all supposed to be remixes. I, I don't know, but I love this. Yeah, after thinking of the Fuji's version and not really listening to this one for a long time, yes. like I, I just love the feel of this so much. Yeah. I was gonna say, what do you guys think about the sound of this? I love, love it. it. I love it. it. It's. I can it's get. So nice. I can swim in it. Yeah. Jazz bath. I. Jazz bath. Listen, I'm more into uh, Lauren Hill, though. I, I don't know if covers I can really Covers are all the rage choose? right now when this comes out. We're talking a lot about covers, March Madness. Lauren to, Hill's version is, like, insane. Well, to be fair, this is also a cover. Yeah. Oh, that's this is right. not the original right. version. Right. I don't that's know right. the original. I didn't even put it on the uh, playlist. I should have. But, um, yeah, I, same thing as Brandon. This song is not played so much, and Lauren Hill version is played so much more yeah. that I forgot the feel of the song. Yeah. The triangle... Like a slight bossa nova, yeah. Like, yep. Like good stuff. All the things. This all is, her this songs. It sounds like you're melting in something. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All hers in a jazz bath. All her yeah. songs are. Jazz koozie. She's, she's so. <laughs> that's good. She's so su- <laughs> like she's so subtle and she like she's so dynamic and I really enjoy that about her. She picks her spots. She's a delicate performer. Yeah. Did you so, guys read who she's singing about? No, who is this? So it was written about? by a woman named Lori Lieberman, a New York City village oh. like folky jazz singer. Okay. I never knew this, but I, I read and found out that this song was written when Lori Lieberman watched Don McLean playing. No. So somehow... American Pie? American Pie. <laughs> somehow in the oh future, God. Lauren Hill is singing about Don McLean's white ass <laughs> singing folk music in the club. <laughs> That's who's killing you softly? No. No, he's not. He's not killing oh, anyone. Oh, man. Wow. He sucks. <laughs> 
But this is amazing. Another thing about the history of this song, before she recorded it, she was uh, performing with Marvin Gaye, and Marvin Gaye said, hell, play another song before I come out. And so she played this song, and it brought down the fucking house. Wow. I, I should know I was there. And uh, <laughs> Marvin Gaye said, baby, baby, don't ever play that again live until you record it. Because he heard, I, mean, I guess he has the ear for it being a good song. But this song is amazing. Yeah. I think it's like, um, it's a God level song. Yeah. Everything about it is perfect. I agree. Every change, every lyric, every vocal nuance. I also have it on vinyl, and the cover is very cool because the piano is cut out. It's a very creative artwork. Hey, oh, it's I a think die I have cut. That. It's an early die cut, yeah, like gatefold. It's a die, yeah, that's it, awesome. I'll show you. It's very cool. That's cool. I nerd out over stuff like I that. I have that. I have it. I'm Audio good. Audiophile. <laughs> I could jump into news if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Also voted. I know, I know this isn't a thing, but I'm just going to say this is like my considered best of the 70s, that song. Of all? Like like part of what I would consider the best of the yes. 70s. Oh, Upper that's, echelon. That sounds. Yes. Oh, yeah. It, Top tier. Yeah. For sure. Um, so this is the biggest hit so far this year. Four weeks at number mm-hmm. one uh, throughout February and March. Uh, March 1st, uh, Leonard Bernstein... Bernstein? Leonard Bernstein conducts Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto yes. for the first time in his career. With his face, right? With soloist Isaac Stern and the New York Philharmonic Orchestra. Wait, did you... I think we, I've seen that video with you, uh, Joe. Doesn't, like, Leonard Bernstein what? conduct, but he doesn't use his hands. He just does, like, facial expressions. Oh, maybe we saw something, that like, really weird one time, but I don't know if he did that night. <laughs> But I'm sure we did find something weird like yeah. that on YouTube back there's in the a, day. Yeah. There's a Leonard Bernstein biopic in development, right? Ooh. Oh. It's probably going to be as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like like the Bernstein Bears are going to be hanging out. They're going to make up his life. He'll be like saving like like people like in the subway. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. Before the gig. Yeah. Just yeah. Do not do the research. Anyway. Um, Daniel. Yeah, Mike Myers will be in that one too in a scene that's made up and not based on anything that actually happened. In just to life. fit him in. Yeah, just to fit him in and make a, re- <laughs> and make a reference to Wayne's World. Okay. The uh, the Joffrey Ballet's Deuce Coop Ballet opens. The ballet is set entirely to music by the Beach Boys. I was just going to say, is this Sounds Beach awesome. Boys? I would love to watch something like that. Who did it? Uh, the Joffrey Ballet. Joffrey. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. Pink Floyd releases Dark Side of the Moon, guys. <gasps> oh. oh my God. Let's get blazed. <laughs> Prism, Rainbow, which goes on to become one of the best selling albums of all time. The album debuts on the Billboard 200 on March 17th, reaches number one on April 28th, and eventually logs the all time record of 741 weeks on that chart. Logs. <laughs> My log. God. So they dropped a log with that one. Yeah. It log. sucks. Dark side of the shit now. It's what do you guys think about that one? Is it, I've overplayed that one myself. Yeah. I admit to being like nine to like 12 years old and needing to go through like the growing spurt of like listening to it and loving it. Right. And then being like, I don't like this as much anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like part of my musical education. For sure. But it's like a guilty pleasure sometimes with like Pink Floyd. Right. But I'm over that album. Yeah. For Listen, sure. Wish You Were Here. It's like I love Wish You Were Here. Have a cigar. Yeah, dude. And, uh, Come on. and Animals. I, animals I is the love. real shit. Yeah. If you know Floyd, you like animals. <laughs> Fuck Dark Side. <laughs> it's like how I feel about Led Zeppelin now. Really? Right. Zeppelin is just yeah, like I, you know, I'm not gonna return. You got the let out. Yeah, yeah. And you can't got, get it back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already got the let out. You got yeah. all of the, the let out. out. Yeah, all of it. All right, March 5th, Jimi Hendrix's former personal <laughs> manager, Michael Jeffrey. Oh, uh, they're going to say like former living person. I just imagine you going to like the doctor, and then they said like, 
It's good news. We got all the lead out. We got, it's completely out. You got shot like with eight bullets. We got the lead out. There was a period of time in high school where I was wearing a Led Zeppelin hoodie, hoodie every, every day. Every day. Oh my god! You interrupted me. Every day. And Led Zeppelin underwear as well. No. <laughs> every day. Didn't wash it. I <laughs> know. Oh I remember somebody. Oh man. That's why you couldn't get the lead out. I think it was. I won't say last names because Brandon will give me shit. But Connor. Saw that I had Led Zeppelin underwear on. I was wearing the hoodie. He was like, "Man, you're, you're really dedicated." Huh? <laughs> Just like a moment in like freshman year high school. I remember. Like I was That's like, hilarious. "That's funny." Ah, maybe this is. And really- you were still wearing that hoodie on senior year. Love yeah. the hoodie. Okay, so again, Jimi Hendrix, former living, former person, living person. His former personal manager, Michael Jeffrey, is killed in a plane crash. Joffrey's. Jeffrey was traveling from uh, Majorca, Majorca, Majorca. To England, all passengers on board the plane were killed. Okay, March sixth. But he's the most important person, right? The New, the New York office of the U.S. Immigration Department cancels John Lennon's visa extension five days after granting it. Oh man! Oh, what a fucking dick! Wow. They FBI are. versus yeah. Lennon, dude. <laughs> Lennon is a dick. You're right, Dave. <laughs> March 7th, the director of talent acquisition at Columbia Records, John H. Hammond, suffers a non-fatal heart attack following a performance by one of his most recent finds, Bruce Springsteen. Ooh. Which was interesting. So good, he almost killed the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Killing him. It wasn't fatal. Softly. Or not softly. (laughs) Killing him. Hardly. (laughs) Jersley. Jersley. (laughs) (laughs) Killing him hardly because he lived. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hardly. Um, (laughs) Hardly. Paul McCartney, March 8th, is fined $240 after pleading guilty to charges of growing Wait. marijuana outside his Scottish Wait. farm. Outside of his Scottish farm. Scottish. 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 Paul McCartney, Scottish. <laughs> Scottish. Right, we only have 28 more. <laughs> it's okay, because now we're on the love train. Hop aboard. So happy. Choo-choo. Uh, this song is not a real song. It's just a thing that's in commercials. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those eHarmony Soul yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. eHarmony Soul. Yeah, yeah, so this is the Blue Jays. One week on the chart. Um, OJs. OJs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Toronto so, Blue Jays. Sorry, I got Jose Bautista on the mind. <laughs> this yeah. this song is it's just always there. It's like background noise. Yeah. It's like stock 70s. I think it's on my wedding playlist. Spoiler. Get it off there. Get it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or do, you, yeah. do you have a whole E-Harmony division of songs? <laughs> yeah. This is how we met. No, Cocktail Hour is called the E-Harmony Hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, is there like a uh, discount to be on E-Harmony at the time? Like, like during yeah. that hour, like it's discounted. Yeah. There's like a booth. There's like yeah. a table you can sign up. Like, yeah. Honestly, uh, if there was a love train, it'd be pretty gross. <laughs> rampant, rampant with disease. <laughs> That's a bar car, though. That's yeah. pretty cool. And you can smoke inside. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, for a sound that seems so not pure, that's not the word. This sound is so, like, uh, uplifting. Uplifting, yes. And and has this, like, yeah. you know, it makes you feel really good. It does. It's amazing that this sound could be so, like, colonized by white-run corporations. That's uh, so true. Very yeah. capitalistic ends, but the, their voices are amazing. Listen Dude. to the actual... It's a nice blend. Colonize is such a good word. For yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is colonization. This, is, this, song has been, this sound has been colonized, Very but true. it's okay. I, I wish to, I would love to just hear these songs like this and Superstition out of context of what you, you hear. never yes. will again. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it first came out. Yeah. That's a, yeah. It's like you can't look at a word without reading it when you know how to read. You just never will see it for what it is. True. Yeah, this, yeah, these songs it. are ruined. Basically, a lot of these songs 
we can admit are amazing songs, but they're ruined forever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Is this song actually about a gangbang? <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. I never thought of love that. train. I guess so, yeah. Run train? Is that? That's the term. Like, it's human centipede. Yeah. It's human centipede. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right, so this is one week at number one, <laughs> March 24th. Uh, Lou Reed is bitten on the buttocks by a fan during a concert <laughs> in Buffalo, New York. Human centipede. <laughs> Starting the, the love train across the entire world. <laughs> wow. That's it. Right wow. There. That's how it happened. Yeah. All right, we're about to Grover Cleveland. Yeah, Grover Cleveland. Yeah, Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland back to Roberta Flack. Do you have more news during this no, time no, period? That's, that's it. No news. I, the Lou Reed news. It was huge news. Well, during Roberta Flack. Oh, you don't want to play it again? I'll play it again, oh, and then um, you, it's perfect for news. Okay, fine. One week uh, that it came back at number one to so the Grover Cleveland Award. Should we explain what that is again? Now forget it. Fans know. <laughs> yeah, fans know. Question, is this the first Grover Cleveland of the 1970s or just of this year? I, uh, I believe no, we did one no. last it year. It happened there in was 72 yeah. at yeah. least. Yeah. Cool. Um, so April 2nd, while this came back at number one, Capitol Records releases two collections of the Beatles' greatest hits, the Beatles' 1962 to 66 and the Beatles' 1967 to 1970, commonly referred to as the, the Red, Red album, album and the Blue Album, Blue album. respectively. You didn't know that, Dave. I did. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> I actually think it Grover Cleveland twice, right? What what did? What is it? Wasn't there a double Grover Cleveland last year? Yeah, could have been like hopscotch I, or I, I leapfrog. That does happen, I think, later in the seventies. Yeah, I don't not seventy four. I think it didn't happen last it. year. It didn't. Nope. No. No. I would I remember think, that. I think seventy five. It might happen. For some yeah. reason, double, I thought you yeah. said that. Okay. Nope. I'm always interested in that. No. But here we are. It happens it, when I did the millennial matchup. I think I said it happened in like 2013, uh, 12, 2012, I think. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Stop bringing stuff like, stuff like that up again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We shouldn't talk on a podcast. We shouldn't no, have no. a conversation on a podcast. You're right. My bad. My bad. Well, Let's I just mean, play music you, illegally. Unless you know something. I don't know. I don't know. It could have been. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, I don't know. That's the entire show, though. <laughs> we never really know stuff. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But anyway, we have Joe here. Joe knows some <laughs> stuff. Yeah. One thing. Yes. <laughs> and it is that I really like this next song. Yeah, I know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's for sure. It's a lyric, lyric heavy one, right? So, me when, too. Oh, Vicki Lawrence. I, I, again, I spoke to my mom on the phone yesterday. This is Vicki Lawrence. Uh, Two weeks in a row. The night the lights went out in Georgia. Yeah. And uh, when I got to this, most of the time she was like, oh, yeah, everybody loves this song. Oh, yeah, we, I love this song. This one, she was like, oh, me and my friends played this like crazy. She said, this was an obsession of theirs. Vicki Lawrence. That's why I love it. Known for being uh, a comic actress. Oh. She's on like, she's a, she's in with the uh, Carol Burnett crowd. She's like one of the main, she is mama. Like she's from mama from mama. mama. Yeah. Mother of Joy Lawrence. <laughs> yes. But she's on, I believe she's on the Carol Burnett uh, show. She was the okay. she was the other main female yes. actress. So she was the number two to Carol on the Carol Burnett show. That's kind of why I love it. The song actually is kind of terrible, but um, I love it because of what it is culturally. I guess yes. that's a that's a theme for me. I guess with this year, I don't know. So this song I, is so interesting, though. I just said it's lyric heavy. I don't actually know what. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> there's just a lot of words. Yeah. I was gonna bring that up. That like I try to follow the song, but there's too many characters introduced in such a short period of time that I have a hard time following the story. I know there's like uh, some kind of wrongful conviction, and then the judge didn't like do a thorough enough job and just like wanted to eat dinner 
or something. Okay. The writing, like, right? The writing sucks. I gotta say, like, the writing is bad. Yeah, I, but see, I was like, for some reason, I like B movies and bad things. Yes, Sometimes me too. I have, a, of course, I have like yeah. an error yeah. in my taste that yes. I admit to. That's why I like this because I admit this is terrible. And bad that's writing. Why, yeah. Like Dan, like this is a story song. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is an example of probably why you hate story songs. <laughs> there are amazing story songs, but yeah. this is the one that gets the number one. Oh, yeah. Because that's of who, fair. It is, who it is, what it is. Yeah. The writing is terrible. This is riding on the back of like me and Bobby McGee. Right. A fake, badly done Bob Dylan ballad. Right. That's what this is to me. Uh, definitely, to me. definitely. Yeah. But I also like it because it's like so corny. But I like the mu- I like the music. Like this chorus is super 70s. Like also this is yeah only 70s. I'd There's say like 60s about that. 70s variety show on yes. a major network, which were huge at the time. Yeah. Like the Johnny Cash show, the Sonny and Cher show, all that yes. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I'm I'm noticing this is like a murder mystery or murder song. Yeah, it's convoluted, people, but kinda. People love. There's a lot of like tragedies. Songs, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially next year too. Like yeah. uh, the Al Capone song. There's like crime songs. There's crime yeah. stories revolving around the lyrics of a lot of these songs. For sure. And, and then, like also, yeah. um, uh, geography. I noticed that as a thing. Actually, I have on the top of my list themes for this year: lyrical obsessions about like the state of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of Georgia. Oh, there's another episode. one, right? Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, another we'll one. We'll see that later. Yeah. This song actually reminds me of. Um, sorry, what's her name from uh, Murder She Wrote? Angela Lansbury. I just th- thought of her like walking around, like trying to do a mystery. Oh, <laughs> do a mystery. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> building a mystery, Sarah McLaughlin. Wow. Um. April 13th, The Whalers' fifth studio album, Catch a Fire, was released under Island Records to critical acclaim, becoming one of the biggest albums of the reggae genre. It established The Whalers and Bob Marley. Bob Marley. That's the Red Chili Peppers. <laughs> Bob Marley. Bob, Bob, Bob Marley. <laughs> Sorry. Um, April 16th, Paul McCartney's first solo television special, James Paul McCartney, airs on ABC. The special James? Cl- yeah. It's called James Paul McCartney. <laughs> That's his real name. That's his real name. That's is his it son's, really? That's yeah, his James. son's name. His first name is James, really. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, airs on ABC. The special includes performances by McCartney and Wings. So Wings is allowed. Uh, <laughs> so before I play this song, see, got a mom fact. Mm-hmm. She goes, what year are we talking about? I said 73. She goes, oh, we love Dawn. Without even uh, me saying anything, Dawn. she associated Dawn with 1973. Guess what? This is the biggest song of this year, commercially. Wow. That's my why. Mom, yeah. My mom. That's why. Yeah. Nailing it. Commercially, the most successful song of the year. Four weeks at number one. Tire the yellow brick. Tie that yellow brick road around my around the old wizard, uh, around the old Oakhurst tree. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Please don't uh, disclose our location. Okay. <laughs> this is another love song by Don. Don featuring featuring Tony, but it's also an also a song that features an alternate form of communication between two prospective parties. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. The last song was knock on knock two times on like a pipe. <laughs> Okay. Oh, right. if, if you want to tell me that you love me or right, you want right. to say, yes. this yes. is now tie a yellow ribbon around an oak tree. Ah, okay. So they don't talk. Yeah. They just do symbolic forms of communication to know how to, you know, move forward with their relationship. Pre-social media. Yeah. It's like a text message. It's, it's yeah. cool. They're, it <laughs> looks like their new single. Like this their new single called "Slide Into My DMs." <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in that time. I'd rather live in that Me time. Me too. It was just kidding. 
Dude, that's that's the, that's the age of romance. Follow back. A yellow ribbon around a tree. Wouldn't want, it be so romantic, Danny? I like technology. <laughs> yeah, I am. Send a yellow emoji when you see my text. That'd be the <laughs> translation of this into the future. Yeah, yeah. You could translate some of these. Songs. Girl, turn your red receipts off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this sounds like the Beatles' wonkiest stuff. Yeah. And taking oh, yes. it too seriously and missing the mark in the studio. Definitely. Like the, like the bass, like the Paul. It's like if, boom, it's like if Paul. one of Paul's like... It's like if all three of them died and Ringo took over. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's, very, it's actually very Ringo. That's a good point. Yeah. Ringo like, coming later. I got to carry the torch to the Beatles by myself. But it's a little bit influenced, but then washed down with the strings and, you know. Yeah. I won't be returning to this song. I like this one. Nah. I like it. I, I, mean, also, I mean, yes, you do like it. I don't. <laughs> In my opinion, I like it. But also... Um, this reminds me of John Voight for yeah. some reason. Really? Oh, because it sounds like Midnight Cowboy. Is there tap dancing Foley in this? Wait, oh. listen close. Oh. Is this the okay. second chorus? Maybe. It sounds it like, like a it. light soft shoe happening in the background. Yeah, I think there's some soft shoe. Remember the music in City Slickers? It reminds me of... It sounds yeah. like Midnight Cowboy, though. Yeah, for oh, real. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is like Joe Buck on the bus... Going into the big city. Do you like that no. beautiful ending of the, of, the, of, the, <laughs> no. of the song? They kind of tie a perfect bow at the end for you. They really do. Because, <laughs> well, do you know what happens at the end? Re listening? Re paying attention to the yeah. story? Yes. There's a million yellow ribbons around millions of trees. Oh, no, I wasn't paying attention to that. I don't care. <laughs> so she's. it's a resounding yes. Yes, yes, I want to be with you. Tony, Orlando, and Dawn. You are the sunshine of my life. One week on the charts, Steve, uh, Stevie Wonder. There's a lot of news. While Keep in the yellow theme. I'm sorry, Brandon. Everybody knows this song. Who cares? This is a news song. From May 4th through July 29th, Led Zeppelin embarks on a tour of the U.S., during which they set the record for highest attendance for a concert, 56,800 at the Tampa Stadium oh. in Tampa, Florida. The record was I was going to say, there's only four people in that band. How could they set the record of highest attendance? Within a band, yeah, <laughs> because all four of them were there. It was four yeah. to four hundred percent. Yeah, they were hundred percent. I got you. 100%. I got you. Okay, dude. sorry. I got you. No, if anybody's setting a record for it's like Chicago at this yeah. time, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, the record was previously held by the Beatles. Performances for the movie also for? "Song Remains the Same" are also filmed. Um, May ninth, Mick Jagger adds one hundred fifty thousand dollars of his own money to the three hundred fifty thousand dollars raised by the Rolling Stones January eighteenth benefit concert for the victims of the Nicaraguan earthquake. Oh. Hey, and as we know, they they caused the they caused the earthquake. Yes, yeah. Stevie Wonder, one week at number one. I'm, I'm, I'll never get sick of this song. I Me fucking neither. love this song. Me I neither. love this fucking song. It, feel, it does feel all like time. sunshine. One of my all-time favorites. It, I love this song. I I could OD on this vitamin C. <laughs> is this another daughter song, or is this just a straight-up love song? It's a love song. I don't know. Yeah. A lust song. It's sexy. <laughs> I love when he sings like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that. You know what I like about this song is how nice it is that he had his buddies sing with him. You know, because like he has like a, a guy singing yeah. like a verse or like a part of a verse. Yeah. No, just like he sings solo in the beginning. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm and then sorry. a woman sings yeah, yeah. in their part. It reminds yeah. me of when Prince does that in 1999. Yeah, it reminds me of yeah something that happens later on. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as if it came before. Yeah, yeah. He gets yeah he gets his crew involved. I love it. That's kind of rare. It's like a, a modern rap song though that he does yeah. let someone have the first line and the second line. Yes. Then he takes the rest of the song. And he's to the like, end. I, it's interesting. That's all I needed from you. I gotta say, I do. I do really. This is not in the. I just called to say I love you category. Where, but what? you're gonna diss this song? No. 
No, I just said it's not in that category. Okay. But it's not in my okay. upper echelon Stevie Wonder uh, songs. It's it's above Superstition for me. Oh, way above. Spoiler, it dunks. Man. It dunks it. But um, you wouldn't say. There's a lot of like bongo and percussion action. Like I think it's like a ride symbol that's getting like beating the shit out of it. Like <laughs> it's getting taken for a ride. Yeah. But like I, what I like Nelly. is like, it's just so much energy bubbling. It sounds like a stew or like a pot like bur- like bubbling up. Like Stewy Wonder. I love his sound. It's so. <laughs> I love his sound. I just haven't heard anything like it before. For a really smooth it's song, it does have a lot of um, rhythmic Ele- elements, elements to it. Yeah. So much r- rhythmic so elements. Much, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. So many aux percussion and whatever kind of drum sets being played, but it's yeah. downplayed and it's nice and subtle, which I like. Yeah. And this won a Grammy, by the way. Best male pop vocal the wow. next year. Wow. Male pop. I'd say it definitely deserves it. Great song. Okay, Love so it. I think I like male pop because I like that. <laughs> Based on <laughs> male pop vocal, I, I think I like male pop a lot. Also, Just another kidding. cool thing, I notice a lot of songs like kind of come in pairs. This song and the last song, "Yellow Sunshine" oh. and a yellow ribbon. I don't know. And as Joe was saying before, "Sunshine California." <laughs> All right, okay, move on. Um, while this was number one, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> There is no song I was looking more for to talk about with this group of people yeah, specifically. specifically. Before we jump into it really quickly, May 25th, Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells uh, becomes great. A, so be, good. becomes the first release on Richard Branson's newly launched Virgin label. Wow, wow that's Richard awesome. Branson from I, Vir- Yeah. I didn't know from that. From the airplanes? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Virgin Records. <laughs> from wealth? Um, <laughs> from money? Wait, wait. They <laughs> could do this because of they were rich? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, this is Frankenstein, oh, oh the God. Edgar Winter Group, one week at number one, instrumental. All right, should, should we just, Listen, should we just when, kick when it off? I, Before we say anything. When I right. die and they they peel my skull off and they <laughs> and they look at my brain, somehow the, the, the guitar tab of this is going to be etched in my brain. <laughs> Dang. I'll never forget this song because yeah. of high school band. Yes. We played this because our our band was like we didn't have a marching band. We had a jazz rock ensemble. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was um, for the basically okay. <laughs> we we talked about this a little bit before. The way with the main concert band in high school, it's like 50, 60 people, huge. Then it was basically like if you were actually able to read sheet music, you could join the jazz rock ensemble. You don't have to be good. Yeah. yeah. But as Joe pointed out off the air. There are people that still didn't really know how to read sheet music that were allowed to be a part of this. Yeah, Con- concert <laughs> including band. Including me. Including me. Concert <laughs> band. Concert band only. But yes, yes. If, yeah. you could, if you just wanted to be a part of it, you were allowed to be a part of the band and go on the trip yeah. and go to Boston or right. wherever we went, yeah. even if you couldn't read and play music. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is there was actually something beautiful about that because a lot of people got to have an experience they wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's very inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. But I played this song for four years straight and pep band, which was our version yes. of the marching band, where we would play rock band style on the side, not in the bleachers. Right. right. Yeah. Every other high school track. band hated us because we didn't have to dress up, we didn't have yeah. to march. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just played guitar and yeah. played this song over yeah. and over. And all, very specifically, one year in the Halloween parade, right? And we played this over and, and over, over yeah. and over and over. over. It's just drilled into our brains. This we whole played fucking song, it over and over again, on a float. On a float. And we're being driven around. I, against her will, <laughs> on a flatbed, the we're all on a yeah. flatbed, and, the top, we were, and then this part, and then the drum break went on for like forty minutes. Yeah, we right. did an extended drum solo, which because we had we had a traditional band with you know horns and all that stuff, but we also had thirteen guitars and yeah. twenty drummers. Yeah, 
Because yes. if you wanted to be in the band, you could be in at least the concert band. Yeah. Yes. Right. Anyway, and anyway, that's what we played. This song, I, I mean, apart from our history with it, yeah, we had. I think the song itself is a bodacious peek inside the distorted mind of Dick. Dr. Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> Dick Dr. Frankenstein. And of course... <laughs> this part I like. It's an, it, Of course it's this an instrumental cool. because yeah. words could not describe how fucked up <laughs> things were inside that brain. Right. Honestly, in <laughs> retrospect... Right? I'm, I, I don't know if it's sure. because of nostalgia, but I don't I, I don't hate this anymore. No, I don't think it's bad. No, I, I like it. it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's pretty... I thought, I, I thought when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm going to get so annoyed, but no, but no it's, I it's, like it's it. It's pretty cool, especially that well, part we just heard. this I love that here, part. too. Spilling of the brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like bugs yeah. crawling around. Uh, and excuse Licking me, you. but it was Frankenstein's monster. Right. No, this is about the doctor. This is about the doctor. I said that. This is inside the a peek inside of his fucked up brain. Yeah. But... Most of that hard rock crunch from his song comes from that smoking hot organ. So when I was, we played on guitar, and yeah. I don't think there was really a key, there must have been a keyboard player, but we got, we Artie. gave it, we gave it the crunch, <laughs> yeah, our buddy Artie. He played or, synth uh, sometimes. Or, or uh, Pono. Yeah, Pono. Pono. But the, right. this song, is Edward, Edgar Winter, is he a keyboard player? I yes. don't know. I guess That's like so. mainly an organ, Edgar right? Winter on this song is playing like a keytar guitar. type of thing, yeah. and also rips the saxophone. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't cool. know on this song, maybe live, but he rips the tenor sax and the keyboard. So, and yeah. Composed it. I mean, this is riff heavy. This is golden riffage. That's a pretty dirty tone this that we got. It's fucking dirty. Yeah, it's smoking hot. I got to say, the fact there's a number one hit in between the two songs where it falls is actually pretty amazing, though. Yeah, this is where not, it falls. This is not during Halloween time? No. Can we confirm no. that? Yes. That's a shocker. That. That's a shocker. Yeah. That is a shocker. That's a classic Boar Bill shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Put up your shocker signs, folks, at home. I wonder if um, Mary Shelley had any idea when she wrote the novel Frankenstein <laughs> that this song would be a number one hit. That song was in proud. her head the whole time, like, yeah. as she's typing. Ding, 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 ding. She's typing. They should, like, <laughs> edit. They should edit like, her typing this to like, the yeah, song. Yeah, she was going like, Frankenstein. Actually... As many word letters, I'm trying to think of like as many notes that are in the song as how exactly many, how, many how many letters are in Frankenstein. The right. novel, yeah. yes. Exactly. So you can you can type out the whole novel in this four minute song. Yeah, how long is it? And it's four actually minutes? in Morse code, just like YYZ is. Right. See, so the movie Young Frankenstein <laughs> pro- code. probably yeah. came out around this time. Monsters. Oh, you got to be so right. No, like no, a, it's a year before. This is a year. This is a year before Young before Frankenstein. Y- so there's like a Frankenstein resurgence. So inspired, yeah, Mel. Wow, that could be said. Inspired Gibson. Mel. Um, so while this is number one for one week, June first, Robert Wyatt is crippled after falling. Oh, falling. Damn, I love him. Three love stories him. from a London apartment block after leaving a party. He was drunk during his six month stay in the hospital. He wrote the material for his solo album Rock, Rock Bottom. Bottom. He would continue his musical career from a wheelchair. Robert yeah. Wyatt is amazing. Amazing. Let's when go to a different kind of amazing. <laughs> this is uh, Justin Timberlake. I love. <laughs> I love that sound. What is that? Four weeks oh on the charts. God. Paul McCartney. Every beginning of these number one songs by Paul is so good. The beginning of all these songs, I love. Yeah. Okay. This song is very foggy. Do you feel that way? It's very—it's like a nighttime yacht cruising through fog in slow motion. It's very tranquilizing. It's very calming. I don't know. Like, it's—it's it's not really. A, it doesn't sound like a rock band. It just sounds like a, a 
not even an orchestra. A fog band. It's a fog band. Yeah. <laughs> it's a band. It's fog hat. Boat band. It's fog hat. Do you feel like that though? I, I cannot not see like just like like uh, puffs of smoke off, off of like a maybe like an ocean liner. Yeah. yeah. In like like pink skies. Yeah. Like Miami color palette. Ooh, Miami, baby, yeah. This, is this like the best adult contemporary song of all time? It's so Listen good. To yeah. This shit. Yeah, it's like in retrospect, Long and Winding Road versus this. Oh like, shit. This one's o- this one over uh, yeah. Long and Winding. I think so. I wrote down he invented this style with Long and Winding Road, Road. so it makes it okay. <laughs> it's like it's cheesy, but it's his cheese. Yeah, he can make it how he wants it's to make it. It's a beautiful kind of cheese. Yeah, it's like a gourmet it's like a, cheese. Yeah, it's like a gouda. It's, it's, it's like a, a smoked it's gouda. That's really good. It's yeah, really good. it's a big hit too. It's four weeks. Yeah, it's a big awesome. song. It's like prosciutto. Is that cheese? <laughs> it's like gouda. It's good. It's really gouda. <laughs> you know what I would say too? I looked up. This was a hit in June. Uh-huh. Of 1973, it's the prime prom slow dance oh, song. Yeah. Imagine oh being God. able to go to prom and having this be the song. How many people remember this song? You know, this <laughs> falling in love on oh, this guitar solo is very. Paul's the best guitar player in the Beatles. I'm sorry, he George. Is. I'm sorry. I love George, but he's the best guitar player. This is a sultry. Yeah. He is borderline slutty guitar solo. <laughs> Over top. Smutty. Smutty. Like it's just like. You know he knows what he's doing. He's adding yeah. a little sleaze to this pristine song. I um I didn't I didn't know this song. Really? Not really. Like very no. vaguely. It's amazing. It's incredible. I, I love it. This is a triumph. This song is a triumph. Yeah. No. Quick correction. Just looked it up. The uh, lead guitarist of Wings plays the solo. <gasps> Tasteful. Great job. Denny Lane. Um. Denny Lane. A, da 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 da. Has an Irish last name. Oh, Denny Lane. Denny Lane. <laughs> Denny Lane. <laughs> Henry McCullough. Oh, Henry McCullough. Great solo, though. Great solo. This is a standing ovation for Paul. I don't know why. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so. It's I, I don't even know what I want to say about it's it. Marvelous. He to has know, yeah. he has no business being this subtle but magnificent. Right. It's like weird. Like I don't know why. Like it seems out of place in a weird way. Yeah. But it may. But at the same time, makes a lot of sense. I don't know. It's very bizarre. I've always heard people say mm. that like the. The Beatles, the way their like songwriting hangs together is John was so into rock and roll and Paul was too, but he was a master of Broadway and American standards. Yeah. Yes. So he can write a really good middle of the line song. Yeah. yeah. And that's what this is. It's a really good song. Normally middle of the line isn't good, but with Paul, it's great. It's great. And this starts uh, something that we'll talk about with the next two songs. Very interesting. That's right. Uh, no keep, news. We can move on. Keep Beatles in your mind. This is Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth, George Harrison trying to keep the world together still. like, you And know. usurping Paul from yeah. his four-week reign. Yeah, one week uh, one week at number one, June 30th. You think they were like thinking about that stuff? Like, I, I'm going to get the next have, single yeah. and take them take them down. I Dan, think they were super competitive in like that early those early days. Yeah, Dan Beatles. must not like this song because he doesn't like slide, slide guitar. guitar. Do you not like this one? I, I can't see being I mean, not even It's not even close to the Paul song, but, yeah. but it is good. It's a classic. It's a good song. It's um, a classic Harrison progression. A yeah. lot of like major seven chords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. George is a little more chill and less Broadway than Paul, but I yeah. guess I just said that. So I had that. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. So this is a very aggressive statement. Like, you agree with your love. former self. I'm glad I at least agree with myself <laughs> in this day and age. Do you, do you, yeah. like, it's a, obviously it's a love song. Oh, wait, Give Me Love. I just really, the song before was My Love. He's like, Give mm. Me 
love. Oh, I didn't know. No, I didn't. Like point he's that like, out. no, give me love. Like it's aggressive. He's taking that love away from Paul, and he's taking it for himself. It's very selfish, actually. Well, it's a very angry song with a really smooth sound. Yeah, I'm saying it's, it's a it's a pretty aggro statement. Yeah, and he also sounds like he's panicking. Like, oh, give me love. Well, that's the thing. The sound doesn't match at all what's going right. on in the lyrics in this song. Um, 1973, so we're almost getting to the point where punk is starting to bubble in like England yeah. and New York. Yeah. People must have been sick of this peace on earth shit by yeah. now. Like, yeah. It's 1973, like yeah. not even 68. Get, get over, over it. Get over that yeah. shit. Yeah, move on. Like, like Bowie's about to become like more hard-edged in disco. Yeah. This is still very like... You know, it sounds peaceful, hippie-ish, yeah. but the lyric, like you said, is very paranoid and like begging for things to get better, which is it's a weird like, contrast. It's almost like we're so far away from the sixties at this point. It's like, come on, we need love, or it's, it's not working. Like it's George's gonna, last pleading yes. for like the age to have worked out. And yeah, guess what? It, it doesn't. It Right, then Eric Clapton's like, shut up, I'm going to take your girl. Cocaine. <laughs> 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 cocaine. Um, Eric Clapton's like, nope, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the 70s, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Disco, cocaine, and Eric Clapton. Yeah. Listen, the, the drums are kind of what's up in this song, though. And the bass. Oh, they're yeah. Very, they're kind of fucky. The, drum, the drums are kind of fucky because you, you kind of think they're going to go one way and they, like, yeah. they switch up on you. There, there, there's always a very distinct production sound with, with the Harrison stuff. I like it though. Th I love is, it. This is definitely my favorite George number one that we've covered. Cool. So I far. like that. Yeah, this definitely is. Because it's, it's very, it's, it's really good. Because it's kind of obscure as a George song, yeah, but it's, it's a number huge. one hit though. Yeah. yeah. So think about that. It's huge in real life, but not huge to George fans. And no. It's just weird to think about. Yeah. I love it. I. Um, I love that you love it. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's better than my sweet Lord, personally. Give me love. I think it's better too. Yeah. I think it's better. Hey, too. What was the other one? The other. Isn't uh, it a pity? My mind Isn't set on you. No, no. Isn't it a pity? <laughs> Isn't it a pity? It's weird. Yeah. Double A's are weird. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's been some like debate about like what a double A is or why, but like to just say it really quickly, double A's were invented by the Beatles. So everybody just continued to do it because really? it's just a, they set the precedent for double A singles. Really? Yes. And that's why George continued to do it and they did it into like the 90s. Yeah. That's yeah. a quick piece to say, but that's my best explanation. You know, no technical explanation. Just the Beatles did it, and everybody else <laughs> yeah, did it. Fine, that's cool. enough. Fair. That's it. All right, another Beatle coming up. The, yeah. the fifth Beatle. The fifth Beatle. So, as uh, astute listeners will notice, this is three Beatles in a row. Number one. So I I raised the question previously. What what band has the greatest batting average of? members to hit number one right. and they even went outside that and the said four. the unofficial members are going to hit number one too so yeah incredible the, the Beatles Beatles win yeah and I'll bet they have the most hits outside of number one as well they probably just have the most hits period I think it's oh Beatles I mean the band um, I think it may be Elvis Carrie. and I actually think Billy Joel is up there no I'm saying from a band from a band first. Oh, most oh, I'm hits sorry. from a band. Not solo to begin with. Yeah. Right. That's that's what I'm at. I see what you mean. Oh, most bands number ones? Definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. Not even not, again. I'll say it again. Not even not number ones. <laughs> just hits total. From right. a collective band. Yeah. And number ones. I'm saying number ones as well. Number ones we've established. Brandon just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I was adding on to it. All right. Okay. Billy Preston, will it go around in circles two weeks? Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like this song is in the tradition of vaudeville. Feels like it belongs on the stage, ragtimey piano and such. Uh, it's a fine track, but it's definitely uh, 
I think it kind of hits the point of yada yada yada. I've heard yes. it. Like I get it by minute two. It's yeah. too long. So it keeps too, yeah. long. It's too long. This is starting. It literally, is going around in a circle. Right? Yes. <laughs> like yeah. this is starting into this weird territory where around this time, um, and maybe not because I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, Stephen Schwartz writing musicals. I mean, I knew superstars before this. Yeah. Um, but there would always be like like a musical number in there that was like trying to be a little more mainstream. And this right. this feels like this was in like Godspell or something like that. Like the cool one. Like from the Godspell. cool one from yeah. Godspell. <laughs> or like, I hear that. Yeah. So I kind of don't love it. Yeah. It has a kind of like yeah, not wishy washy in the way that I would describe the quieter '70s songs, but it's like soul light. Yeah. It's a song. Soul light. It has it, like, like chorus light. It, it has all yeah. the pieces of being a complete song, but yeah, um, it doesn't uh, stand out. It's not that impressive. Yeah. But this is the Let It Be takeover. Three hits in a row. Pretty incredible. Yeah. As far as like a a stat goes. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Any news? Uh, yeah. T- so it's two weeks. Middle of July. Uh, July thirteenth. The Everly Brothers break up. Wake up. Break up. Oh. They were born. They woke up. Yeah. Uh, Queen releases their debut album. Um, July 15th, Ray Davies of the Kinks maxes, excuse me, makes an emotional outburst during a performance at White City Stadium announcing he is quitting the group. He later recants the statement. So he quits and then joins again? I I don't know. The Kinks have a history like that. There's brothers in the band. Um. July 28th, Summer Jam at Watkins Glen Rock Festival. Summer Jam? Yeah, it's called Summer, yeah. Hot 97. Yeah. yeah. 1973. Yeah. It's attended by 600,000 who see the Allman Brothers Band, The Band, and Grateful Dead. Yeah, they definitely went a different uh, route later on with that yeah. that, that festival. S- slightly different route yeah. later. Yeah. Started jam. with jam bands. <laughs> but hey. I like both summer jams. Yeah. Both lineups. All right, Brandon, let's move on. Enough of this thing. Although, this is more ragtime shit in my mind. Yeah, bad, bad Leroy Brown, Jim Croce. Croce. It's a bad, bad something. (laughs) Uh, So, lyrically kind of racist, right? Is it? Like, pretty racist. Is it really? I I mean, if you listen to it, I think so. Oh, maybe. I was going to say that I thought it it was kind of funny that he says... Someone is meaner than King Kong. But you think it's a racial thing? It kind of feels like that. Oh, wow. I never thought about the name, actually. Because, like, there's like a, you know, sometimes there's a connotation with last name, but right. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. My mom said Maybe I'm wrong. It felt like My it mom mean, said he was very likable. <laughs> he definitely is, like, the most likable, whitewashed, folky. Like, yeah. this is like taking, like, I feel like this is a hangover of the band. Like, yes. this is like, the band never had a number one hit. Maybe someone else covered them and had one, but right. they never had a number one hit. But, like, this, like, in 69, 70, 71, like the band had this sound. Essence. Yeah, and making it into essence. a number one hit. Yeah, and it's making it more mainstream and poppy. It's like, oh, also, I played a show with his brother once, Carl Croce, and he was just this guy that played acoustic guitar. He wasn't talented at all, but everyone was like, Carl Croce's going to be an Asbury, dude. <laughs> Like Carl Cro- like who gives a fuck about Carl Croce? Like he doesn't he doesn't even write. He never even wrote a song or anything. He just Jim, strange. Jim Croce looks like um, if someone Zappa. described to Stevie Wonder what Frank Zappa looked like uh, and drew him. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's like an artist rendering from a court case of yeah. Frank Zappa. <laughs> it, it, he really does. Um, 
I I just is this song supposed to be like a one of the it's like a, it's a villain analysis like I don't know it's, he's just analyzing a, a like villain type yeah which is kind of fun it's trying to be the caveat of like the outlaw the outlaw in yes. folk music this is a bastardization of folk music which is right. why I understand why you might not like the folk music you hear because you're hearing the worst versions of it possible <laughs> right true if I can make you a yeah. playlist me and Dave and Brandon can make you a playlist of the deep shit yeah but I, no, I'm, I'm, saying I'm, is I'm open minded I'm saying I understand why because this yeah. is not that good he does have a great voice for this type of song because he sounds like he's he's a slight natural tremor in his voice. Yeah. So it sounds like he's a little scared of this guy. <laughs> Horrified. It also Horrified. makes me makes me think of Home Alone Three because it's the song that the parrot in Home Alone Three is singing. Oh. The bad bad Leroy Brown. Wow. Oh, wow. I watched yeah. that movie a lot on sick days. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was sick and the the kid was sick. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's the sick day one. You can identify with it. I say it's a more accessible Arlo Guthrie. Yeah, same voice, just a little less interesting. Yeah, he's he's a lot he's a lot of different elements of other better folk artists. That's why it's number one, baby. Yeah, we saw that in the '80s with other elements. It's just earlier elements. Uh, this is Maureen McGovern. The morning after, this was another song my mom reacted to very strongly okay. because she said, "Oh, this was a huge song. We all love this song. This is from the Poseidon Adventure." I was going to say that. Oh, okay. What is the Poseidon Adventure? It's a movie it where the boat over. flips upside the boat flips down. Over. Oh, you knew that? You guys yeah. both know this? Yeah. Wow, I never they, heard of it. They did a remake <laughs> called Poseidon. Yeah, but, but yeah. also my mom like my mom just loved this song and that movie, I guess, back so. Yeah. But I didn't it's know the song. It's their journey to get to the top, the bottom of the boat. The bottom of the boat. Because it, they're underwater, they, the boat flips over. Oh, completely. really? It's a journey to go. It's like a giant like cruise ship. Yeah, oh, and it really? flips completely over. And then you're in like a sea world where the sky is under you, basically. Like the whole thing flips. Are they drowned? But Are you're they still dead? sailing. Yeah. You're still sailing on the surface <laughs> of under the water. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Brandon should bring up an image. Like, is yeah. that what you're doing? Well, was no, this a no, huge no. movie or a television show or something? I think it was a big movie in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. 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 She texted. She because she yeah she said uh, it won the Oscar too for best song. Um, oh. I guess it was a big deal. Yeah, um, I always ah. remember my mom saying, "Oh, the Poseidon Adventure." Like it just it was really? like, kind of engraved in my mind. But I didn't know the song. Me neither. I think I might have known the hook. Some. I'm pretty whatever with this one. I like it. I love the harpsichord. I love any song with a harpsichord. Actually, <laughs> it feels it is it does feel very. Um, you said Poseidon. It feels Greek or something with that <laughs> it harpsichord. Has a, it or has like, like a didactic element to it. It's like yeah. po- post-coital pop. <laughs> like post sex pop music. <laughs> it's like it's like hearing your aunt uh, sing cr- about sex. Like, yeah. There's yeah. got to be a morning. <laughs> like the cool down, cool down song. Oh, is cool that Gene Hackman in the movie? Oh. Do, do oh. you know the the original last lyric of the song was just pill? It was pill. Pill. Morning after oh. pill. Oh, nice. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> song. <laughs> I, I kind of appreciate <laughs> the way that it's like moralizing. Yes. It's like, you know, there it has, has to, to be a morning you have to after. stay for the next day. Yeah, there's no one night stands under we're gonna my get, roof. Right. Which is it's kinda I appreciate the music, you know, industry trying to preach to kids about what they should do. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's really just about staying alive, really. Oh, I guess so. Because it's like we thought about it's a disaster sex. film. Yeah. But it's really about yeah. Oh, that's that was just me. It was totally Freudian. All right. Yeah, I just but I <laughs> wow. thought the same thing. Yeah. There's got to be morning after it because we're not gonna die, we're gonna survive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's really about holding on to life. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I had that totally wrong. Whoops, I'm I mean, a creep. No, I think it's I think it could be both ways. Because that's uh, you know, 
uh, metaphors. Also, yeah. I was looking at it in context of the next number one hit, which I is know, the opposite. I know. Two weeks at number one, uh, the morning after, August 6th, Stevie Wonder is seriously injured in a car accident outside Durham, North Carolina. They let him drive? Yeah, why did they let him drive? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> of course he's going to get hurt. I mean, uh, spending the next four days Please. in a coma. That's pretty bad. That's Yikes. really bad. We uh, could have lost Stevie Wonder. Damn. Uh, why did they let him drive? <laughs> so good. August 11th, DJ. Someone's like describing like. I mean, they gave him a like braille left, steering like wheel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had GPS. Turn right. <laughs> like in the 100 some, feet. Some guy's like, oh, did Turn left. All right. Yeah, stop right there. <laughs> braille like, steer, steering that's, wheel. That's really good. Yeah, that'll like, solve all the problems. That's so good. Uh, August 11th, DJ Cool Herc. Uh, originates the hip hop genre in New York City. That's what Wikipedia on says. On what day? August 11th. Wow. <laughs> they pick a day that <laughs> hip hop gets originated. All right. Scholars have so been working on that. So it probably happened two years prior or something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Show's sure been edited thousands of times on Wikipedia. What are the annotations on that one? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to Diana Rose touched me in the morning. Uh, one the week next on the morning. Chart. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to fuck. So the morning after, <laughs> right? Morning after. There is a morning after. Yeah, and, and now, now you can fuck. And, yep. there, and there's touching. This is also another socially, sexually instructional song for teenagers. Yeah, but I guess it's the first one because I was wrong about the last one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a perfect song for uh, a little bit of morning. Uh, you know what I mean? A little bit of morning. Uh, morning, not dying <laughs> on a boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's consensual. The little death, consensual. the tiny death. Is this in the same genre as Afternoon Delight? It's just the morning version? <laughs> I'm ready to move on to the song. It is oh, kind the song of is canceled. Yeah, the song is, should be canceled. Anyway, it is kind of interesting that morning, mo- like morning, morning. The only songs I've ever seen with the word morning in the title are back-to-back. I also wrote that's down... Inter- that's interesting. I wrote Wait, down there's obsession with both, time of day. Do you, do you notice that? Oh, with the last song. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. Morning McGovern, yeah. The Morning After, gets replaced by Touch Me in the Morning. We also have a song about midnight and dawn. The band is dawn. Right. There's also one about <laughs> daytime. So we have morning, dawn, midnight, and day all, all in the time, same year. Wow. All times of day. Every Love time it. of day. That's one of the themes for 73. <laughs> uh, so this band is called Stories. The song's called Brother Louie. Two weeks at number one. And yeah, it is the theme song to the show, Louie, written and starring Louis C.K. So... <laughs> Can make a pretty good argument that we shouldn't play this song, I guess. No, no what? that's, that's, not, that's not, true. not true. That's not true. <laughs> um, but this band, Stories, they wanted to bring stories into the game. That was like their thing. Stories. Before that, there was no stories. A band named Stories is pretty sweet. <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this song is song, cool. Stories. I was amazed by this, and I, I had this weird progression. Started off with, wow, this sounds very 70s. Yes. Listen to the guy's voice. Holy shit. And then I hit the chorus and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I, have, I was like, how could I have never heard this before? Oh wait. Oh wait. I yeah. have. But listen to this Shaft Orchestra funk rock part. No. Yeah. This is the most 70s song ever, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing about it's any other era. Yeah. This is what you would call pure 70s. Pure 70s. Like, uh, what's that? Kind of Janis Joplin vocals a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this man sounds a lot like Janis Joplin. Yeah, it's a sound. It's a '70s sound. Ya- Giannis Joplin. <laughs> Giannis Joplin. Is that Giannis Scott, Joplin? Scott Joplin's Czechoslovakian daughter. <laughs> Giannis. <laughs> a little Rod Stewart too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That grit. I think it's, 
Yeah, I think it's a song about, um, yeah, like a, a white boy and a black girl getting together and there being issues about that with this community. I think so. That's what the song's about? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I really like I, it. I, no wonder why Louis C.K. decided to use his song. It's a good song. I got to say, it it's is a good song. They, does he use a cover of it, right? Yeah. Because it's, like it's a, ladies singing it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also a foreshadowing of like what happened. You know, it was a perfect theme for yes. the show because Louis, Louis, you're going to cry. Yeah. You know, apparently. <laughs> yeah, your career is going to die. But... <laughs> Your career's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, it's good though. It's seventies. So we take out your dick. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> take your dick. Take out your dick. Let's get it on. Oh, <laughs> wow. perfect segue. Uh, while that was one well, week on the chart. While Brother Louie was number one, August 25th, the Almond Brothers nearly suffer another tragedy when Butch Trucks crashes his car near Macomb, Georgia, not far from where Dwayne Almond was killed two years earlier. Trucks survives with only a broken leg. So Trucks crashes his car. Wow. I think you were going to wow. say, survive another tra- tragedy. They wrote another song. No, just oh. kidding. Oh. I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. That's an that. indictment. So September 1st, the Rolling wow. Stones open their European tour in Vienna. Stouts. Let's talk about Marvin Gaye. Stouts. Yeah. I don't know. I have nothing. I wrote nothing. I just said one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. 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 Master, That's it, really? Master of Horny. <laughs> <laughs> this song fucks, as I say. Yeah, it's, it, really it truly does. does. I think uh, it invented that the, idea. The, yeah, the it song invented that fucking. fucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was Be- just sex before that, and yeah. then it became fucking. Right then. Jack there. Black, High Fidelity, classic. Yeah, huge yeah, yeah. moment. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he says that? He says... No, no, no. He no, this is what he performs at the end, because they don't uh, think he's a legitimate like singer or anything, yeah. or performer. Yeah. Right, it's so great. Yeah. He he, sugar, sugar. He, Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> His voice is perfect for that, as a white guy, I gotta yeah. say. <laughs> um, people normally belt this song when they sing it right and this is a belty part but i never yes. noticed until listening this time around no. how gentle most of it is his delivery is so he is gentle. gentle he has so much control I never over knew his that. voice he it's crazy back. like this is right. not belty. actually smooth like people are like yeah yeah another american idol like yeah. song recital one that people just kill not in a good Slay. way Someone's got to butcher the hits. Yeah, is Marvin double or triple tracked, or are there background singers on this song? No, it's him. It's definitely it's him. All him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had this discussion. That was my question about uh, like how early were people harmonizing with themselves because of how record like tape and overdub yeah. and right. Right. Like they're not exactly stacked harmonies. It's like, just, it's like two, just two takes, like this intersecting sometimes. I like that. It's very cool. I like that approach to recording. Yeah. This is not from. Um, what album is this from? This Let's is, get it on. It is from. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a self. Not self. It's the title track from Let's Get It On. track. Okay. He did What's Going On, and then he did Let's Going On. And that was the. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go it on. <laughs> Let's go it on, which is the gray album version of that, where they mix the two together, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the Beatles and Jay Z. Yeah. Let's go it Let's on. Let's go it on. Dan News from 1873. Um. Let's see. September 8th. Here he is, the biggest, the largest, the most gigantic and fantastic man, the co-star of my next movie, Elton John. That's how Elton is introduced when he performed at the Hollywood Bowl. The MC (laughs) was none other than porn star Linda Lovelace. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a way to, like, shape this news segment. Um, (laughs) Wait, how was it written that way? (laughs) It was just written as a quote. (laughs) 
Wow. Um, was he ever in that movie? What? Was he ever in that movie with her? I don't think so. This is when the label was trying to service his image and make him seem more straight than he really was because he's bisexual. Right. He's so straight. He's Which in like is, he's in porn. On a serious note, it's kind of sad because he's a bisexual guy, and yeah. they were trying to like straight wash him, which yeah. is really yeah. weird. Industry sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No. Next. Delta Dawn by uh, Helen Reddy. Country crossover. Yeah. And speaking of European, that you said like five minutes. Five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. Oh. Five oh, minutes ago. Oh, my the Taco God. Bell commercial. <laughs> oh. So this song. It's about the time of the show where Brandon checks out. <laughs> Danny, what do you think about this one? Yeah. I don't know even know if I listened to this, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think because it's a Grover Cleveland, I like missed it. Yeah. So Helen Reddy's back. She was here right. last year with uh, yeah. I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. This is a that's, scrumptious... Okay. That's Helen Reddy, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is a scrumptious little ditty from the South. I'm pretty whatever. I don't... A, yeah. Civil War love ditty, would you say? <laughs> I just see, like, General Robert E. Lee reporting for duty, <laughs> writing a letter to his wife or something. God I don't damn. even... Is that even true? I'm just, like, creating that imagery. I don't know, but I got to say... This is one of those, like, this is an example of a song that was, like, a hit on the country chart for someone right. else the year before. Oh, really? They gave it to Helen Reddy because of her previous hit. Right. And then this hit number one. This sounds like an oh, old Okay, this is the melody. music industry churning. This is the sausage machine working. Right. <laughs> uh, so I can even say everything I want to say about the industry now. The brand is not here. I can just <laughs> unload. No, but have you heard the original version of this? No. It's awesome, and it makes this one seem like the Disney version. So this, this sounds like zippity doo da. This is the zippity doo da version yeah. with the, like there's like a raw more more country chart version of this. Who sings this originally? Um, the original was Tanya Tucker. I, I don't know the last. Yeah, Tanya. It's Tanya thir- Tucker. Tanya she, Tucker. Thirteen years old, right? Yeah. Young, yeah, that was she did this first. Her it voice was, is very cool. It was in the top forty of like the country chart, and then they had this one re-recorded, and that's how you get this. It's like that. Um, in the nineties, we heard I swear. All for one. Oh <laughs> right. yeah! Did their pop version of the country version, and it was original? better. And it was yeah. better. Yeah. It was better. Yeah, the country this is was the better. opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, again, Dan, this is not an accurate depiction of story songs. This is the worst of the worst. <laughs> um, Joe keeps apologizing for story songs. And listen, well, because that's what I do. I, for <laughs> the listener who doesn't know, I, besides being like a part-time music teacher and whatnot, I, I write songs and play Americana folkish music. Yeah. So I guess I'm like responding from like I feel like a caged rat right <laughs> yeah, now because there, I know there's so many songs that are so much better in this right. lyrical style, not musical style, and I understand why because this is this is eh. Listen, I hate that I like what I like. <laughs> oh no, I'm not talking I, what you like. I'm I hate what that you don't about like. I hate that about myself. Yeah, that I don't give like people that put a lot of effort into like telling stories that I don't give it enough of a chance. Yeah. I hate that about myself, but it's among it's the many my, things just, you hate about yourself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's in a list. Yeah. It's just my brain. I hate it. Well, I hate about myself that I make the kind of music I make. So I think we're all just kind of coming to terms with Me too. Yeah. Me too. That's actually true. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Dang. All right, getting too deep now. And another Grover Cleveland award. So, listen, I got insane news right now and it kind of Listeners aren't going to understand this. It kind of ruins um, a conversation we have next year, sort of. Oh. Um, Jim Croce dies. Yeah. Right. I did say that last year. Yeah, oh, we, you did. Yeah. I'll just say that next year. 
Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't We're remember. We're going to talk about that. how Jim uh, Croce died. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you this year? <laughs> September 20th, Jim Croce and Maury Muehlheisen and four others die in a plane crash. Yes. I did not in, know in that. In Louisiana, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a hit coming up, and he's dead. Wow. He's got a hit, a tree yeah. coming let's up. Let's get it on. Ooh. So, that just gave me the goosebumps. So let's That's get it sad. on Grover Clevelanding. Yeah. Is this the first time it's happened twice in a in year? One year? Possibly. So in pretty the cool. 70s, yeah. In the seventies. So so now this is September twenty second for one week. It hit number one again. September twenty seventh, Don Kirshner's rock concert premieres on syndicated television with a performance by the Rolling Stones. They're back. Every month has a stones. Yeah, it's all stones. 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 Uh, news tidbit. They're stones. Sort of, they're kind of like the. Uh, they're like everywhere. They're like the. Keep rolling on to the next thing. They're like the Elvis. Of yeah. the 70s. Yeah, kind of. It yeah. was like that in the 60s. All right, let's move on to this really, really great song. <laughs> Might be the best song on the whole... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Grand Funk Railroad. Uh, we're an American band. Prime Dad Rock. Yeah. Prime Dad Rock. This is like cul-de-sac, like getting the grill out, hamburger, baby, <laughs> Bud Light, having the dudes over at the pool. Oh, yeah. Dad, uh, dad cover band. Yep. Yeah, in the garage. Yeah. I got one question for you. Cheese or no cheese on your burger? <laughs> I think for this song, I'll take it with extra cheese. Whiz, please. Extra cheese, whiz, please. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> whiz. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I like the uh, effect on the vocals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I like that compared to the bullshit we always made fun of, the uh, black or white. Uh, black Three or dog white. night. Three dog, Three dog night. This yeah. is definitely better than that. Definitely. And as we see next year, the something very cool happens with the vocals in 1974. Yeah. We're not, I don't want to get too much into it, but I don't hate this nearly as much as Three Dog Night, but I'm also like, all right. It's it's definitely very cheesy, but yeah. I enjoyed it listening to it, like actually studying it a little bit more, like yeah. dissecting it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a song that's always on the radio. It's always in the, always in the background. Not bad though. No, there. It reminds me of something that I can't put my finger on, and I'll. Bow. Well, it's cowbell. Bow. Yeah, it's very prominent cowbell too. That riff is like very. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. that. Um, is that free or something? I think it's free. Yeah. Produced by Todd Rundgren. Oh wow. Ah, wow. Okay. okay. Ah. That's all I got. <laughs> all of a sudden, I respect the recording yeah. a lot more. Yeah, I mean, that's been the common, or that will be a little bit of the common theme with them is they sound different. Yeah, they're produced pretty well. You're right, though. There's something about it that it was very easy for me to just blanket statement hate this because right. of the title and the name, and it seems so yeah. stupid. Yeah. But you're right. With closer inspection, this is one of those ones where I actually do appreciate what they're doing a little yeah, more. Yeah, there's something a little more nuanced you're right. about it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a stupid it's, I, it's stupid yeah. title. The stupid yeah. title. Yeah. The chorus is terrible, yeah. but it's a number one hook, and yeah. that says something. And they're keeping rock and roll alive a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's some bad rock and roll at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that that's number today. one. This is. What do you say is the best rock and roll band? Uh, on the charts now. No. <laughs> Like hitting number one of the generic the rock, best bands. rock and roll the best band. generic rock and roll band we've covered I in mean, the '70s so far. They're beating Three Dog Night. Yeah. I guess Wings. I like. I think Wings is uh, the best no, rock sorry. and roll band. Sorry, well, I'm talking about generic though. Not like a, not like a staple. Not Stones. Not Wings. Well, the Stones, but they're but it's only really 
one rock and roll song. The others are like ballads. Of all the generic ones, uh, guess who? This is the options. Guess who? Guess three who, Dogs Night. Dog Night. Okay, Grand American Funk Woman's Railroad. the best one. Yeah, guess who? Is that guess who? Yeah, American okay. Woman's <laughs> the best song. Yeah. And recording so far. Best yeah, recording, I guess yeah. that's true. Of, of number one. And the greatest rock voice. Yeah. There's another yeah, one, too, I right? Love voice. It's funny that during this song we're talking about everything except this Grand one. Funk. Yeah. Do you call them Grand Funk or Grand Funk Railroad? They drop it sometimes. They dropped yes. it. But anyway. I think it's like a lawsuit or something. Yeah. Um, while, so while that's number one, September 29th, <laughs> Jan Ackerman, Jan Ackerman huh? from the Netherlands was chosen best guitarist in the world. <laughs> By the readers of the UK magazine Melody Maker. Awesome. Jan. John Jan Ackerman. Yeah. Jan Ackerman. Scott Ackerman. <laughs> Podcasts. Yeah. Okay. It's probably Jan. I don't know. I don't know. But best guitarist in the world and not in any band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was so yeah. good he couldn't work with anybody. Yeah, yeah. At a time famously no, out of tune, tune, man. At a time when it was famously easy to have access to a lot of other things going on. Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. Ah, here we go. Yeah, share, share. half read. Two weeks. Two weeks on the chart. First song with a hyphen in the title this year? Uh, we, let's is that look. true? Another example of just the native, the native American craze of the 70s. <laughs> yeah. like, just like, this is the second one at least. This is the second one. And then you got to think either around now or a few years later, you have the guy in the, uh, in the village people. Right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Did they hit number one? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I don't know. This is another outsider culture song by Cher where people are talking shit about Cher being different for something like yeah the, the people were talking in the town and gypsies uh, tramps and thieves right that's all they ever called them and this three all all the kids are calling her half breed white or it's uh, fucked up or native americans it's fucked up yeah S- little bit of another okay. slurry title too it's, it's kind of slurry yeah never mind. Right? I was gonna say <laughs> never mind they're kind of doing like they're taking the string line and working in Native American, quote unquote, folk melody. Right, it's like right. a Broadway move, kind of, to like yes. incorporate yeah. cultural things, but using like a East, uh, a Western orchestral right. kind of arrangement. Yeah. Um, do you think that the Native American trend in the '70s is like a '70s liberal cool thing, or is it just like a racist thing? I think it's both. They think it is. They think it's a liberal cool thing yeah. at the time. It's but it's both. like being it's used to like push and sell like yeah. Media, right. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm not I'm not pushing you either way. What do you think it really is? I I, I don't know if there was yeah, I don't know if the, it was with the intention of being wrong or Offensive. Right. I'm not saying was there a bad intention making the song, but the in the, the in general zeitgeist okay. of the time period. Yeah. Like I don't know, were there movies at the time? Were there was there like a big novel? Know. Was Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee come out at that time? I'll, We'll do do you remember? Um, it seems strange. Actually, no, it came around this time. I don't know if it's this year or next year. It could be this year. Um, Marlon Brando has a Native American woman accept his award oh. for best actor. It probably At is this Oscars. year, actually. Seventy-three for, uh, for Godfather. Right. right. Oh yes, it'd be right. seventy. Yeah. At seventy-three. So that's, that's a really good point, then. Jim. Very much in the zeitgeist. I think it's um. Bury my heart at wounded knee, which was one of the most important history books about Native American uh-huh. history. It's published in 1970, so that might start. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. But we don't know. But that's just another clue. It's so. just more in the zeitgeist than it was in the 60s. Like okay. it's coming back into right Makes fashion. Sense. Okay. So a lot of news. Well, well this oh, but Shara apparently was like some percentage Cherokee as well. That's what she always claims. So like so, I said, she's not half so breed. Say what you want to say. We'll see. All together. Cherokee. Cherokee. Oh, sorry. That <laughs> was a pre-recording yeah, joke yeah, we yeah. agreed upon. 
I right. forgot about it. It was up on the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> the writer's room. I'm actually, oh. I'm erasing it now. <laughs> yeah. The whiteboard's behind me. That's why I didn't say it. Go ahead. October Go 12th. Ahead. Um, well, this Go is number ahead, one. Man. Genesis releases their fifth studio album, selling England by Deuteronomy. the Deuteronomy. Genesis. Nice. Ooh, that is the fifth of the Pentateuch. Okay. <laughs> Pentateuch. What a word. Oh, man. Right? Because it's Genesis, yeah. Exodus, yeah. Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Selling England by We're all Catholic school kids, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. yeah but I'm not anymore. <laughs> Selling England by the Pound. One of their most critically acclaimed Love that albums. Album. It rocks. October 13th, Family. Some of, the songs, some of the songs sound like Song for the Hedgehog. It's really cool. It's, it's like really? Song the Hedgehog meets Renaissance Fair. Yeah. It is the most Renaissance <laughs> rock album ever yeah. recorded. Yeah. I would like to listen to that. It's so good. Listen to it. After our session, I'll we, play we, some we, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Family on October 13th played their last concert at uh, De Montfort Hall. De Montfort family? Hall. At, yeah, Family. I don't know. At Light, okay. Leicester Polytechnic. Um, now De Montfort University before splitting up for good. A farewell party at a local Holiday Inn after the show ends in a good-natured melee with people jumping in or pushed into the motel pool. Wow. <laughs> good-natured melee? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you nowadays there'd be Dude. people like testifying what was happening yeah. at that yeah. party. Dude, Wikipedia's unreal with some of this stuff. Um, October 17th, the 1973 oil crisis begins causing shortages of the vinyl needed to manufacture records. No. no. <laughs> a number of new albums are either delayed or only available in limited quantities until after the holiday season. I have more to say about that later, but that's a good yeah. tie-in. October 19th, The Who released Quadrophenia, uh, one of their most critically acclaimed albums. Was that yes. in your van for ages, Quadrophenia? Yeah. The Think double so. CD? Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Totally was. Okay, we can move on. But I just, when I hear that, I see you <laughs> and I see the Windstar. Okay. <laughs> October 20th, Queen Elizabeth opens Sydney Opera House. And November 1st, Kiss becomes the first act signed to Neil Bogart's, Neil Bogart's new label, Casablanca Records. Wow, Neil Bogart challenging Richard Branson. Wait, a Bogart is opening Casablanca Records? Oh, so he must be Humphrey's son. It, uh, yeah. Or my, maybe that's his real name. Humphrey Bogart. Maybe it's Neil. <laughs> he, might, he, he might be dead by then. He's definitely dead. So this okay. is the time period of dueling millionaires starting their own vanity labels to yeah. sign the biggest bands in the world to prove each other they have bigger cocks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Let's move on, Brayden. Don't Bogart that stoner band, what? man. I'm literally holding two <laughs> beer caps. <laughs> Thought you were on your phone. Nope. You're, what are you trying to do? Make fire? Yeah. <laughs> Is this, I'm getting um, in touch with my Native American roots. Or your Native American roots. Yes, yeah. I'm 11%. Cherokee. Rolling Stones. Angie. Angie. Yeah. It's one, not spelled correctly. It's one week. <laughs> A-N-D-J. It should be A. J N J E U A N J N J N J. Wait, is it is this song New Jersey? N J. This is our state song. What exit are you? N J. I love that N J. People either love or hate this song. I gotta say it. It's a choice. It's I mean it's it's like a definite. I'm not getting the metal. Really? Yeah. Are you a hardcore Stones fan? No. Okay, so I, no, I, no I, I, More about I, I, miss, I misspoke. <laughs> yeah. For hardcore Stones fans, it's uh, like okay, a huge okay. divisive point. Is this rock and roll, or are they just selling out to the balladeer? I like it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's really. I think it's really good. It's an old times. I think it's the old times Stones ballad. 
And one of the all-time name songs. Mm. Name a better name song, Danny, can you? Name a better one. How many weeks do we have on Angie? Just one. So, I mean, there's some... <laughs> All right, better quantitatively or qualitatively? Qualitative. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. It's just straight up one name. Daniel's good. Daniel um, is one of my favorite I songs ever written. Yeah. That's a spoiler. I just said Daniel. I love Daniel. <laughs> that's that's actually Dan-Jol. That's Angel um, mixed with Daniel. Yeah. Uh, Amanda by Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> of, of what we covered so far, it's probably the ben, best name no. song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going with the theme of how a lot of these number one hits were like speculative about who they were written about. Right. It's very like tabloid level, like oh, caring yeah. more about who it was written about than the quality of the song. There's a lot of stories that this was about someone's girlfriend. I it's think maybe David Bowie. David or Bowie's wife, Angie. David Bowie's wife, Angie. Yeah. And they all said, no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. It's probably just a name. Like, it's probably Fuck not about anything, butt. anybody. Like, it's just a song. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what Keith Richards said. Yeah. I sang it and I liked the way it sounded. Uh, better name song, Hey Joe. Nope, not a name song because Hey is not a name. <laughs> okay, you can't have another one. So, word no in Hey there. Jude, no Hey Joe. Okay. Nope. No just Hey. Uh, just names. No, uh, no funny Buffalo. business. Michelle. Michelle. Bungalow Bill. Okay. What about Bungalow Bill? Bungalow. <laughs> what about Julia by The Beatles? What about Rocky oh, Raccoon? Like Julia. What about that's Rocky, a beautiful song. Rocky Raccoon? It's the, the that's his full name. Yeah. Rocky Raccoon Rocky is the Raccoon. worst folk song the Beatles ever wrote. <laughs> I have a Julia couple. Of it, I like that one. No, I like it, but it's the yeah. worst folk song they oh, ever okay. wrote. Okay, yeah, I like it though. There's it, some there's some uh, factoids that I thought was interesting. You can hear Mick Jagger's stupid little guide vocal faintly in the background if you listen. Oh, like you it was taped hear, over, and you hear right. through the tape. Oh, that's cool. You can kind of hear it. It stands out more so in different parts. They, okay. didn't, they didn't like clear the tape enough of the magnetic no. information. Wow. Very poltergeisty. I like it. <laughs> and um, another factoid. This is even better. In 2005, the German political party CDU used this song in its election campaign for <laughs> Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. Wow. Wow. Angela. 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 There's like a German guy in Lederhosen going, Anger! <laughs> With the Simba, tsst. This is a very, very, very deep vocal performance. Yeah. If it hits the mark, maybe. I, for, for Mick, it's probably his most like passionate vocal performance. I think it's the hardest he ever worked recording a vocal track. It's like, how long is that name? One, two, three, four, like five seconds? Uh, Dr. Robert, also better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that song sucks. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't like that song. We're coming back around to another theme of the year, which is Georgia. 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 And Mid- Midnight. You got two in one song. Yes. Midnight yes. and Georgia. Midnight Train to Georgia, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Two weeks on the charts. What's a, what's <laughs> a pip? Midnight Train to Georgia. What's a pip? What's a pip? I don't know. My mom used to call me a pip when I was being like an impish, like annoying little kid. <laughs> She'd say, pimp. stop being a pip. <laughs> You, you don't really see the female leader matched up with the male backing vocals. Pretty sweet. Too so. often, a little bit of role reversal, and I'm here for it. I have a little bit of a nostalgia attachment to the song from college. Okay. Because I, uh, if you're in the vocal department, you have to take uh, background vocal lab. Ooh. Um, and this was the song that, like, one of the main songs that you work on because... It's it's not like a tra- super traditional way of using background vocals. You know, it's right. a little bit of call and response. Right, it's a because little it's bit male. Of, 
And there's also harmonization going on. So it's it's right, it's not straight up gospel. No. Yeah. That's really cool. And like little bits like this. Going back to five. So it's kind of ingr- another one that's like kind of just stuck in my head where I just know these background vocals so well. I see. I love the um, arrangement of this song mm-hmm. yeah. a lot. This is definitely a nostalgic one for me too because it's like my dad always played this kind of stuff. It's my dad's favorite genre of music, so. Uh, yeah, oh. I love this. This was on my first iPod when I was 10 years old. Wow. <laughs> downloaded it illegally. Nice. Kazaa or. I won't say where because then they can find me, but I downloaded it illegally. Okay. <laughs> It might have been Bearshare, it might have been uh, LimeWire, it might have been Napster. I'm not going to say which one. Morpheus. Aries. There's so many. Aries. That was like a weird one I have. I'm so going to jail for that later. (laughs) Worth it. I would have assumed this came out in the 60s, I guess. I don't know what I thought. It's one of those like all-time classic soul songs that have no gauge of uh, time period specificity. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like 60s or 70s. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a like, general soul classic. Yeah. 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 The best. The best of the best. This is beyond just and the I 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom always said her favorite group was Gladys Knight and the Pips. And I'm not sure if that's even true. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that she always said that. It was like her stock answer. I like Gladys Knight and the Pips. I like how some of the other songs lyrically were like about like you know, in the morning, like, this is yes. what you gotta do, touch me in the morning, or like, there better be a tomorrow, there's got to be, be another tomorrow. Right. This one is like very, almost more like of an older time period lyrically. This yeah. is like, I'm yeah. going with him, I don't care what happens, I just want to be, it's, it's lyrically a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it for that reason, I don't know why. I feel that feeling. Yeah. I'd rather live in his world than be alone in mine. Aw. Yep. Georgie! Where's she from? Does it say where she's from? In the song, no. Alaska, but, but they're in L.A. in a verse. Okay, yeah, he goes LA. to he goes to be a star, and he fails, and he's just going home to just go home and be a failure. Uh, she's gonna move back. She's in love with him, and he didn't become that's a star. Kind of sad. She might be from L.A. originally. Yeah. But I'd rather live in his world, be without yeah. him in mine. Yeah. Uh, there it is. That's emotional. Vocals good. It's I love shredding. Her voice. Yeah. yeah, Gladys is great. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, so when I well, another thing I always talk about how my mom thinks on award shows that Patti LaBelle mm-hmm. and Aretha o- always oversang she loved Gladys because she was a little more tasteful okay. on the award shows, not Whoa. the recordings, the award okay. shows. Sir, hey, the way you play live and the way you record are very different for yeah. many artists, yeah. so that's a very valid distinction. Yeah. All right, uh, November fifth, two friends of the recently deceased Graham Parsons hand themselves in to police and confess to having carried out an impromptu cremation of the singer's body at the Joshua Tree National Monument. Right. There's a movie about that with Joe Pesci in it. My Cousin Vinny? Home Alone? No, it's a it's like a movie that he like starred in Goodfellas. after he retired for like 10 years. Really? Yeah. It's he like in a duffel bag? No, it's like... Uh, it's like Graham Dustin. Parsons in a duffel bag <laughs> in, the de- in the desert. I think it might be him and Helen Mirren in that movie. I don't know. According to his wishes, though, he apparently did instruct them to do that. Yeah. But I wouldn't. It's illegal. Yeah, I don't do that. Eddie Kendricks, keep on trucking. Eddie. Two weeks at number one, Eddie Kendricks from The Temptations. Yeah. Um, Sampled in so many songs. Uh, Is it? EPMD. Jennifer oh. Lopez. What? Uh, Lil Kim. It's like I think it's like sampled. I have no idea. It's like cited in like over twenty songs. Really? really? No yeah. way. 
I don't think I've ever heard, heard this song before. I saw the title, thought it was going to be a really bad country crossover, and right. was pleasantly surprised <laughs> to hear this. Yeah. Keep on trucking, I thought it was going to be bad. Uh, I, like, I like this. Yeah, it's a great sentiment, and it's very appropriate because he had just left them Temptations two years earlier. He wanted to tempt asses on his own. <laughs> it's, it's very. <laughs> I think it was his voice, and just like, no, it's just my imagination. Yeah, he's a higher pitched yeah. voice. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I hear that. It's very the Wiz. Yeah. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Big time. The Wiz. This yeah. is also pre disco again. Yeah. We're, we're getting yeah. close to disco with the strings. The strings are very disco y. It also it does remind me also just straight up of um, more of that vaudeville style sound, like soul sound. Like it's it reminds me of the Billy Preston song a bit. A little, because there's a tiny bit of like old school piano like, right. movement. Yeah. Raggy, yeah. raggy, timey movement. Raggy, timey. Yeah. Raggy, timey. Raggy, timey movement. So, November 20th, while that's number one, The Who opened their Quadrophenia U.S. tour with a concert at San Francisco's Cal, Cal Palace, but but drummer Keith Moon passes out and has to be carried off the stage. Pete Townsend asks for a volunteer from the audience to replace Moon and gets one. 19-year-old fan Scott Halpin? Yeah. Who finishes the show. Halpin says backstage after the show, I really admire their stamina. I only played three numbers and I was dead. Wow. That's amazing that's moment. Very that cool, is though. That's very, a, very cool. That's really rock and roll. It's badass. That's yes. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of the coolest fan interaction stories I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. Foo Fighters did it, too. <laughs> I think they. I think he did do something like that pretty recently. Yeah. But he probably was not blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. He drinks very publicly, never blacked out. That's a good rock and roller for you. So has Ringo hit number one yet at no, this point? This is, no, uh, this is it. This is the first one. Before John yes. Lennon, he hits number one. Yeah, Think yeah. about that. That's insane. Yeah. Ringo Starr hits some photograph. Uh, Nickelback. Um, <laughs> one week at number one. This is um, a this is a Harrison Starr co-write. Yes. From the geniuses who brought you Octopus's Garden. <laughs> yeah. Photograph. That's my favorite moment in that movie when he, they're working it out on the piano. And then Paul comes in and they stop because they hate him at that <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> Oh God, let it be. The film is so depressing, but <laughs> I love did. it. Yeah. But anyway, this song sounds pretty damn good sound-wise. I, I know. like the sound. Yeah. I heard this song and I go, Ringo's our generation's Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Our generation. Our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Our generation. <laughs> I, I, I. This song is fantastic. Which generation is our generation <laughs> at this point? Yeah. 1990, 1970, or 2019? Yeah. <laughs> Those three different ones. From 1942 to 1990. Yeah. Uh, this song is fantastic, partially because of, as you said, George Harrison co-wrote it, but he's also heavily uh, utilizing the harmony division, and it overshadows Ringo's voice a lot. Yeah. So this is a good ass song that George is singing, pretty much co-singing with Ringo. It's a B-side from All Things Must Pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like it sounds like yeah. Phil Spector, huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's a top. It's a top song for uh, an iPhoto slideshow your parents would make. <laughs> and uh, I think his song was also played a lot in commercials for Ringo's All Star Bands. Like this is the background music this to is, announce yeah. the tour. Yeah. April 2nd, Madison Square Garden, <laughs> Ringo and his all-star band. It's like the background. I wonder uh, if his all-star band had more number one hits. No. <laughs> oh, oh, the people in his all-star band? Yeah, yes. That's, uh, it? That'd that'd that's what I mean. So, so maybe they're the most all-stars. 
I don't know if everyone hits. What are some famous people that were in there? Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren. Toto. Um, Toto had a number one hit. So, yeah. Probably maybe. not. It's probably still not. No, yeah. I have a question. So, are the Beatles' 70s solo singles, like, some of the best music of all time? Or were they just riding being the Beatles, like, a decade later, though? Like, I love this. Yeah. But would this be top 40 or would it be number one if he wasn't a Beatle? That's my question. The right. song. This you know song I mean? is great. Are they riding Beatlehood? I don't know. I think some of the songs are good enough. I think, I think Wing, personally, Wings Paul's is really good. songs are yeah. up there. I agree with Wings. Yeah. Like, like for example, there's a John Lennon song that hits number one next year. Makes no Definitely sense. Definitely would not hit one, number one if it was just any other any right. other artist. Right. Like like Ringo. I mean, I like this. Yeah. Again, this song I think is too, way too long, but if it was shorter. Yeah. Like there's too many choruses in this. But, For sure. Yeah. But if there wasn't, but would this be like, yeah, it would I probably top 40. I don't know if it would have uh, found its way. I don't know. I don't know, but I, this, is like, this is like Ringo's triumph. Although there is some this crazy is... shit that breaks through throughout these years. So That's yeah, true. Maybe. Um, I don't know. This is a high point. for. This is Ringo's most high point ever, maybe. I agree. Also, we've had every Beatle have a number one hit solo this year, but not John Lennon. But not John Lennon. Nope. Yep. And some of them have hit multiple times, number one, but he's had zero. Yep. At this point, 73. Because his, his, like, the stuff he releases as singles at this time are like self-serving. Like It's whatever he wants to do. Right. He's not trying to hit number one, probably. That's true. Ooh, here we go. Can this song make Danny like country music? I think it's a possibility. It's Carpenters. Yes. Top of the world, two weeks. I love the Carpenters. I'm on top of the world. Hey. That's love what the, this is. I love the Carpenters. Carpenters gang country. I, I love Carpentry. <laughs> this is that sweet. She was my dad's favorite singer of all time. Really? Carol Carpenters? Voice. Pure, purely voice. Her voice you, is amazing. You've heard us obsess over it. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This is part of my growing up. This is like unconscious. It's like biblical. It yeah. doesn't feel yeah. ancient to me. I love that squeaky clean sound. I like how they're not using a guitar for a country song. It's Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what freshens it up, I think. Yeah. Her voice is just, it's just the way the way they make her voice sit in the recording. It's so, it's so upfront. present and it's yeah. just it's just clear. There. It's inside my face. Yeah. yeah. Nothing is obscuring it. Yeah. It's just yeah. so clear, clean, pristine, pristine. But yeah, I think I love it. When we first listened, that's like yeah, that's it's what I said. Like it just sounds like she's like in the microphone. Like yeah, yeah. Inside your inside face your, is a great is a great way. It to almost sounds it. like yeah. you're singing it yourself. The way you hear yourself when you sing. Yeah. Right. It's crazy yeah. how they get it to sound like that. And she's in the microphone but she's not killing it i hate when people kill the microphone yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing great technique uh lyrically wait, playing sorry. hopscotch yeah on sorry lyrically roads. so the carpenters are it's this here's a lyric of the song it's a hook i'm on top of the world looking down on creation so i guess the narrator is chilling next to god yeah on a cloud <laughs> looking down at creation i don't know what they're doing they're laughing they're having a good time but it's a, it's a great God companion piece. I'll allow it. I would imagine no? sitting at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not the left. Oh, man. Yeah, because it's not God, because God no? wouldn't say, I'm looking at creation, because no, he no. did creation. Chilling next to God. Right. So this is like, you know. Like Satan pre-fall. Yeah, pre-fall wow. Satan. Wow. Pre-fall Satan, I love that. That's some John Milton level shit. <laughs> and I just made a 17th century reference to literature. Okay. Um, this was a number two hit on the country chart for a different artist. Um, even though um, 
her brother, what's his name? Richard. 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 Car- Jesus. Uh, Richard Carpenter did write this song. Another artist had a number two country chart hit. They were gonna just let it be an album cut on an album they were already gonna include it on, but said since it was a hit, let's release it as a single, and it hit number one. Oh, Carpenter's ah. released it as a single. Yes. After the country song. Yes, even though the Carpenters wrote it originally. Interesting. So this is another example of another song charting and a bigger artist saying, let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it right. Um, Toss us on your road trip to the farmer's market playlist. (laughs) Yeah. Like to get a nice tomato. I love it. Yeah, it's a great song for that playlist. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed, I just did like a Tony Soprano by accident. What did you say? I just said, to get like a nice tomato. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even mean to do that. That's terrible. Get like a nice tomato. Okay. It's probably a lot of that All on right. the show. Next, right. we have 70s artist Prince with The Most Beautiful Girl. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, Charlie no, Rich. No, it's not. It's Charlie Rich. Hey. On December 3rd, CBGB Music Club opens in Manhattan. Oh. Oh. I love when the first line of a song is, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't think of anything else. It's like hey. writing a letter. So, <laughs> anyway. So, this is Charlie Rich. Richie yeah. Rich. Self-made hit maker. I bet. I know where he's. He comes from rich people blood. <laughs> he's not oh, self-made. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Another country hit, but it's authentic country, so it's not as much fun as the Carpenters. Yeah, it's like actual real deal country. This guy yeah. actually hits number one a lot on the country charts this year. Yeah. He's he's all over the easy listening chart. I don't know if it's this year or next year. Yeah. Charlie Rich. I do like the chorus, though. It's not bad. Chuck Rich. Chuck it rich. This is like the Blake Shelton of 1973. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pleasant, but it's just just not really for me. Just Um, like Blake Shelton. (laughs) The lyric is like, if you, hey, if you go see the, if you ever come across the most beautiful girl in the world, tell them I'm sorry. But if I ever came across the most beautiful girl in the world, I ain't telling her shit about you, bud. <laughs> I'm be like, what's up? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to swoop in. Yeah. Charlie Charlie Brown. What's his name? Charlie Rich? Yeah. I'm not too, Why would I say anything? You're, oh, Charlie Rich is sorry. Think about what he's trying to say. You know, I think this song comes in like December. Is this late December? Yeah, oh, yeah. it has to be. I yeah. feel like it was a number one hit because a lot of husbands were just buying it for their wives after not caring for them all oh year. Oh my god! And just like wanted to give them like That's a nicely a great... titled single with a you know flowers and so some astute. Wine. That's yeah. a really good play. holiday gift. That's, I think a lot yeah. about the timing, but like I always imagine, what are the trends in buying? Yeah, the consumerism yeah. of it. Yeah. Because like we were saying, there were oil reserve problems this year. Yeah, that yeah. goes into the late '70s, which is Jimmy Carter's gas crisis didn't right. start yet. Right, but the thing of it is, at the end of the day, the record and recording music industry is just a gigantic petroleum selling company because of vinyls. My God! So, like, when you really boil it down to the end of it, yeah, that's very true. It's like at the end of the day, they're just trying to sell cardboard and petroleum. Right. Jimmy Carter's gas crisis from all those peanuts. That's it. (laughs) You could have saved the world with peanuts, but instead, we're still steeped in oil. But anyway, Christmas time. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. That's a really good point. And yeah, true. Now sure. I'm gonna go burn all my vinyl. <laughs> yeah, my thousands of dollar collection of old vinyl. Burn the midnight oil. Uh, December fifteenth, uh, Jermaine Jackson marries Hazel Gordy, daughter of Motown Records executive Barry Gordy. Dynasty. Dynasty. That is dynasty Incestuous. making. Yeah. Dynasty. <laughs> December twenty fifth, Universal Pictures releases The Sting. Reviving interest and the ragtime music of Scott Joplin. 
Janice. Janice's Janice husband, Janice. which we talked about. Exactly. And uh, let's close out the year here. R.I.P. Jim so Croce. So it feels different now. I didn't know that. And now it has a totally different mood yeah, to it. Yeah. Po- posthumous release. Yeah. Time in a Bottle. One week at number one. Like this one a lot more. Oh, this is a great song, Like, I think. this is so good. Then... Leroy bad, bad, bad Leroy Brown. Bad, oh, bad yeah, Leroy duh. Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is what he sounded like before the industry made him record bad, bad Leroy Brown type yeah. music. You know, like, this is what he would be like in a cafe. But then, yeah. but you have to record different songs to have a hit. I, I'm not against that. Yeah. But it's just the vehicle that takes that, and then they could release this after it. Yeah. He sounds a little, a little of, like, a minstrel-esque, like playing for a king in a court. Kind of princess in the desk. Yeah, that's yeah. usually a take that Dave comes in with. I'm surprised you got to that before Dave. Yeah, King I always Lee go for music. the. Re- <laughs> yeah. This is medieval folk. So you have yeah. Genesis, who didn't chart, but they had medieval folk. Right. Yeah. Jim yeah. Croce, medieval folk. I. I it's also Christmas Eve and like between no, it's between Christmas and New Year's Day when this hits. Yeah, this song so it is, sounds like Christmas to me. It's the most appropriate end of the year song we've ever covered. You sure? Because it puts everything in perspective. <laughs> Time more, in a bottle. More than that, uh, that '90s one we loved. Those at the very end of the year. Oh yeah, CBB. CBB. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes, that was the year I did. Yeah. That was yes. the worst last <laughs> song. Was it the Postman song? No. no yeah. Because what is it? What was it? Because I love you. It's called the Postman song. It's called the Postman song. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, but this one, I see like. Christmas vacation. You don't have school on Monday oh, morning. Yeah. Snow. Sun's down before dinner. It, it actually, so I'm glad he brought up winter, yeah. is because it also sounds like the music for Harvest Moon when it becomes winter. Harvest Moon '64. There was like a most Wait, not of Neil Young. <laughs> no. Ninety. Harvest Moon '64 because, um, what was I say most of the song music. It's like it's very seasonal and like. Yeah. Once it hits winter, is the only time they play like, depressing music. Everything else is like kind of like lighthearted and yeah. nice. Yeah, this sounds like the winter music for yes, Harvest Moon '64, and also it sounds like a, a few other songs that are popular. "Stairway to Heaven." Yes. Yeah. yeah. It also sounds like Michelle by the Beatles. Yes. Have you noticed that? Oh, Bar- yeah. Baroque pop. It has uh, one more yes. time. We have a harpsichord. It also sounds like "Our House" by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Mm-hmm. They're in the. They're like they're in the chorus. Playing again? It's, it's downward motion yeah, gonna, of the I mean, baseline. We're about to do our rankings, so okay, gives us some soundtrack. Yes, yeah, that like descending. It's that descending baseline, which all those songs have in common. That yes, ding, 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 I didn't ding, give this one enough of a chance. This is very cool. The For song, what yes. sounds like the most boring song of the year, I think it has a lot of meat to it. Yeah. It does. Uh, what is that? What is it? The bum 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 bum. Oh uh, yeah, a Christmas Carol. One of the many Christmas carols. Scarborough Fair. Nah. But related to that, it's definitely December. influenced by that, 100%. Yeah. What? Once it Upon a December. A d- is that descended. what that is? Once Upon a December from Anastasia. Dun, 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 right? Dun, bah, bah, bah. Mm. This part sounds like Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. Yeah. And Simon yeah. Garfunkel. That was that was a good... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that too. Uh, America? Scarborough Fair, Scarborough though, Fair. as like the, like the motif of it, even if it's not the same melody. Right. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. song sounds like something else by... America by together. It's the descending bass line yeah. over the okay. one chord. I can't think of what it is, but this part sounds like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. And she's <laughs> right. the yeah. pause there. And she's Alright, let's do our rankings, guys. Before that, 
December 30th, terrorist Carlos <laughs> fails in his attempt to assassinate British businessman Joseph Safe. Right terrorist before the end of the year. Carlos? Terrorist Carlos? There's one name, Carlos. <laughs> Jeez. Terrorist Carlos. Yeah. It's a classical piece. I can't think of what it is. Okay. Anyway. All right. Joe, you want to kick off our rankings with the most surprising for you first? Sure. Is the most, there, the most surprising song? Here? Dick Larks? It didn't happen yet, right? Oh, wait. Oh, it did. I'm sorry. Thank this is you. the first Thank year? You, Dave. I'm sorry. No, no. This is the th th yes, second this year. We did it last year. We did. With Leslie. We did. You're right. Okay. Second year. December 20, uh, 20. December 31st. So first, it's brothers Malcolm and Angus Young perform under the name ACDC. At the That's former, a duo? At the former Sydney nightclub Checkers for their <laughs> New Year's Eve party. I bet people were confused when they first heard ACDC. Because yes. there's nothing like that in the world. No. Like people yeah. are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, big balls. Big, 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 big balls. I've got big balls. <laughs> I've got <laughs> big balls. <laughs> She's got big bars. That is rock and, rock and roll history right there. The second annual New Year's Rockin' Eve, baby. Shaft Ayers. Clark. <laughs> Shaft Clark. Airs on NBC with performances by Tower Power. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Billy Preston. Yes, the Beatles. And the Pointer Sisters. Ah, really? That early? Yeah. I didn't know they were even around at that point. At that point. All right. Joe stepped out for a moment. Surprise. Do you want to kick off Surprising Brandon? Yeah, sure. Um, I've got kind of a weird pick for this one. Mine is Billy Preston. Will it go around again? I guess I just, out of context of the Beatles, I didn't know that he had any hits. I didn't know any of his songs. Gotcha. Um, I just thought he was kind of a session player. Like, I didn't even know that he had solo songs until I did my Power Hour spoilers. Um, I, I really? I did the Billy, Billy Preston song. Yeah. Cool. I guess I knew that he did nothing for nothing for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's next year. Most surprising? Do you yeah. have one, Dan? You don't want to go? You're not ready? I don't have one yet. I'm going to think of one right now. I, have, I thought of one before, but I forget. I'm going to go with Photograph, Ringo. Really? Okay. Because... Like what Joe said, um, just the fact that Ringo hits number one before John is insane to me. Okay. Just for that reason. Now, the sound of the song, very 70s. It's not like uh, that wasn't this. I usually go for the sound with this surprising. This I'm just going more for just Ringo generally hitting number one. I, it's kind of crazy to me. Okay. Pers personally. I think the most uh, surprising song is Frankenstein. Mm. Oh, okay. Did you think that, of that? that? That's a pretty good pick. Did you think of that? Did you think you just came up with it? Did you think of that, buddy? <laughs> you just did. You gave this no thought. No, I I, I remember like making a note that, of it yeah. and forgetting. But yeah, Frankenstein. It's an instrumental. It's yeah. like a prog rock jazz song. Why is that number one? No reason. Better than your guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For me, most surprising. Um, I'd say Frankenstein, just because it's an instrumental song. Yeah. Sounds so different than anything else in the list. I mean, that was also Dave's pick. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's the right choice. Shut up. You it just kind of is. You just came up with it now. You gave this no thought. I don't want to hear that. No, from you. I thought I thought of it before, and I made a note of it, and I, then I forgot. Bullshit. Bullshit. Looked at the note again, and delivered the correct answer. You normally do a lot of prep for the show. You did nothing. <laughs> you did nothing. No, I agree with you. For me, it's just because it's such a lyrical decade. Yeah. It was like yes. the, you know. I don't know if there's many instrumentals in other decades either. I'm sure there's some. Can you guys think of any offhand? But this just stands out to me because no. it's purely music. Also, I wonder why this specific piece of instrumental music is number one worthy. Like, yeah. 
because it's rock and roll. It's, it's got this, a cool name. Nothing even rocks this hard this right. year. Right, yeah. Is it in a movie? Is it in something? I mean, I I'm, I'm sure yeah, they were right. boiling under the surface for years as like a you know a really influential prog band. Yeah. But prog rock number one. Yeah. That to me is surprising. It's another seasonal song. Edgar Winter. Winter. <laughs> Halloween. Frankenstein in the winter, but in the summer. Yeah. Or whenever it happens. <laughs> Multi-season song. Which takes us back to our theme of like you know it being like about times Time, of the day. Yeah. Not the year, but times of day. Okay, Brandon, your yeah. worst song of this year. So this was this was actually the hardest yeah. I've ever had because I didn't have any really hatred towards anything. I feel the same. This was tough. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be using a different strategy this time around. I'm gonna be <gasps> picking the song that I chose to go to the bathroom during Delta Dawn. Wow. <laughs> okay. Already. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. You ready? Yeah. I, I'm. You know what? Why not? Superstition. God, just to double down on that point for me for sure. Um, the contrarian, the Dave Cologne. <laughs> the worst song is Bad Bad Lou Brown. Okay, I, nah, I don't hate it. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say Bad Bad Lou Brown. Wow, nice. All right, that's it. That's a worst I song. love the band. I hate recycled the band bullshit. Yeah. Listen, that just makes me feel like Elton John did rock and roll throwback right this year. True. This is wrong. Yeah, this is the wrong Great way balls of, doing of fire. Sounds like great balls of fire. Another questionable musician. Yeah. Who shouldn't be talked about anymore. I think this song is kind of racist. I stand by that point. It could be. I hadn't really parsed the lyrics. I didn't part those lyrics. I really like Jim Croce now that He's I heard dead. that last song. The last song was great. But though. I, I like I this. I, I hate this one just as much as I like the last one. <laughs> That's yeah. Ooh. All right, we're doing a top five. That might be revealing. Yeah. Maybe. This is this is a really hard ranking for me, and I, I'm going to try and go by how I'm feeling today. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, my number five is Let's Get It On. Okay. Which my, I didn't actually think I was going to put on my list. Okay. Right. Okay. David? My number five, I got to just... I want to honor this man for, you know, sticking with the Beatles for so long. <laughs> Photograph. Rio, Ringo's Triumph. I it's love that song. song. It is a good it song. It makes me so happy. I like that. And it's really more of a George song anyway. <laughs> yep. George wrote it. <laughs> All right. Number five for Danny is Killing Me Softly with his song, Roberta Flack. Yeah. Five. Okay. Five for Joe. Five is like the hardest one. I have the other ones, but I'm going to say for five, Crocodile Rock. Okay. Rock and roll? Crocodile Rock to me is just like a moment. It's a sound. It's its own thing almost. There's nothing yeah. that sounds like it, Yeah. but it's not in my top four. My number four, another song that I did not think was going to make my list, You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Okay. Um, I love that song, but it's not in my top five. What I picked was Wings, My Love. If I'm putting Ringo on my list, I gotta go Paul <laughs> above Ringo. Just to okay. be fair. Number four for Danny is Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Fuck you, sucks. Dave. Fuck you, sucks, Dave. You're sucks, wrong. Sucks, sucks. You're wrong. Bad song. You're mistaking the overplayedness or how good the song bad, actually bad is. Bad song. It's not a bad song. Bad boy song. If you heard it for the first time today, it would be the best song you've ever heard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joe, number four. 
number four, Time in a Bottle, Jim Croce. Wow. As, cool. a, folk, as a folk That's guy, a cool pick. as a folk guy, that was a discovery. I really, I'm yeah. thinking I might cover that song live. It's Ooh, a beautiful awesome. song. I um almost put that in my top five. I love that song too. Discovery for me. Discovery. My number three is Killing Me Softly. My number three is also Killing Me Softly with his song. <laughs> with his Okay. Killing Me Softly with His. Don McLean's <laughs> song. <laughs> Robert, uh, Robert Flack. <laughs> Robert Flack. Robert Frick. Number three for Danny is Let's Get It On. Marvin Gaye. Oh, it's going down. Yeah, Danny, it's going down. Don't put Leroy Brown back on, please. I'm not putting anything I'm okay. back on. All right. N- uh, number three we're on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Top of the world, Carpenters. Oh, Hell yeah. Cool. Okay. Very, very cool. Love it. Just the, the songs deeper in the year just are inevitably going to get overlooked by me. There's just too many, too many <laughs> yeah. songs. Like it's just too many songs. Yeah. I'm having a real struggle with my one and two right now. <laughs> but uh, my number. <laughs> my number. <laughs> is that is that his, is that is that supposed to be Brandon's inner voice? That yeah. you're doing? <laughs> David. <laughs> trying to satisfy it doesn't matter um <laughs> brandon's inner voice is what dave sounds like normally <laughs> my number two yeah I'm influential is my love i paul mccartney and wings uh, paul mccartney and wings uh crocodile rock is my number two nice because it fucking rocks for real and if it's not your number two dan you don't like rock music. <laughs> oh, you don't like rock. Number two for Danny is my love. Paul McCartney and Wings. Oh, you like it more than me. Fuck off, Dave. I didn't know that. No, I, that makes did, me no, happy. I take back the pound I just we just gave each other. You like it more than me. It's very cool. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I do awesome. really like it. It's sweet. Yeah. I'm so happy. I really like it. I'd say number two uh, for Joe. Um, let's get it on. Nice. Can't it's be denied. Down. Brandon. Marvin. My number one is You're So Vain. Yeah. Number one, You're So Vain. What? One of the best songs of all time. What? 100%. That was a double up of You're So Vain? You're one? So Vain. One of the best songs ever written. That's a cool pick. Um, You're the Sunshine of My Life is Danny's number one. Steve Wonder. And Joe, you're number one. Killing me softly. Ooh. It just is so ubiquitous in my life. It's like part of my DNA. DNA. So it's a personal choice. Wow. Uh, ooh, this is interesting. So a couple ties probably. Yeah, a couple ties. Yeah. Um, cool. Coming in one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> coming in fifth place, you are the sunshine of my life with okay. seven points. Coming in fourth place, let's get it on with eight points. Okay. All right. Um, a two-way tie. For second and third. For second and third. Photographs. My love and you're so vain. Making. Killing me softly. Killing me softly. Wow. And I was the only one that picked it as number one. Yeah. Wow. Because we all had it in our list. We all had it in our list. choice. Killing me softly was the longest running number one single of 1973, but did not sell the most units. Right. And that's why Tie Yellow Ribbon Ribbon. was the commercial number one success. Yes, exactly. Because you can sell less records in a longer period. Right. And that's what, that's how that Ah, works. Ah, thank you. 
Ooh, another what? boring thing no, for the board no. bills. But that is... <laughs> we need is, this expertise. Yeah. Because I thought there was an episode, because, you know, I'm a habitual re-listener to the early seasons, and I feel like uh-huh. there's a couple episodes where there's a moment where it's it's a quick, like, you wonder, and then everyone's like, well, fuck, we don't want to even think about what that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't have to be the same, because there can be a stretch of the year where less records are selling. Right. Right. Also, think about back then, you had to go to the store to buy it. You yeah. were not on your phone just clicking yeah, right. and consuming it. Yeah. So... And this is the longest running song, my favorite. Very cool. Love the song. So this, so, so people were going to the store and just buying a bunch of records. Like, is that why there's so many different number ones? I mean, is that a part of it? I mean, I, I, I guess. guess like, and, and like radio is just getting huge, and so there's just so much yeah. more like coming at you. And a single was cheap compared. Yeah. Right. You could pick up five singles instead of getting a it's whole like album. Five bucks yeah. or what is it? I'm not sure what it was, but twenty cents. Nineteen seventies was probably like around a buck compared to like five nine bucks. Yeah, we yeah. grew up with CDs being seventeen ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, and now they're not, and that's why the industry changed. Yeah, yeah, because you can just listen. But what do you guys think about this year? I, I like this year a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, I don't know if it'll wind up being at the top of my list, but we'll have to see what happens at the rest of the 70s. But again, not a lot of stuff I didn't like. Right. So strongest high year, batting average. Yeah. Strongest year I think we've done. Um, especially in the beginning of the year. The, is it the yeah. first half of the year? Yeah. yeah. First half of the so year many excellent. classics. Yeah. It's like stacked. Yeah. Um, this will be in the running for the best of the decade I for sure, so. just because... As much as I put Bad Bad Lyra Brown at the bottom... It's not even a bad song. It, it, it's not that bad, and even though it might be kind of racist, I don't know that for sure, <laughs> but um, there was nothing I was like, oh, turn this off. Yeah. Where we've had that every year. Yeah. Yeah, there's none of yeah. that early 70s, like, wishy washy of water. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So okay. this comes out March 28th. No there was no Three Dog Night, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more dogs. This yeah. is March 28th. Joe, what do you got? Um, so I just put out a new album in January. Um, so it's a brand new record for us, Jackson Pines. It's five new songs. It's called Gas Station Blues and Diamond Rings. And you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp is where you can stream it for free and download it. Yes. Awesome. I listened to it on Spotify. I put it in my playlist of friends. Oh, thank you. And I didn't share it with anybody. Pity plays. I made it private. Also in that play- no, playlist is uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just friends and the friends theme and and Joe and that's it. Well, I appreciate um, the pity plays. I hope you no, put it it's on not, it's when not you leave plays. the house. Joe, are you sticking around for uh, bonus bills? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that'll come out tomorrow. We'll see you then. All right, thank you. I wasn't done complimenting Joe, Dan. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, I was just say Joe is always one of my favorite people to talk to music about. Joe is always one of my. Uh, like songwriters I looked up to. We said we were going to finish our project last year that we talked about a decade ago. We didn't do that, but now <laughs> we have is, another chance. I think this is the year we should do this it. This is the year we should do it. I've been looking through some lyrics and was thinking of something to email you last week. So Very cool. I'll just get going on yeah. it. Yeah. I would be obsessed to witness the joining of the worlds. <laughs> so we're going to fade out here, and we'll see you tomorrow for the bonus bills. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.